0: hey what's up everybody hey welcome to, what's up bruce welcome to tone yes. talk with mark uzanski and dave friedman uh it's episode 94 um and we've got a killer guest with us tonight a super funny guy um awesome guitar player musician uh bruce watson from foreigner hey how are you bruce
1: i'm, I'm well I'm aka
0: well. jimmy page <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. on the screen
1: yeah. <laughs> It's so that cracked thing, me up. Even the page isn't even capitalized. How, how rude is that?
0: Yeah, right. Well, yeah. that's how you keep the uh, the trademark. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Avoid, avoid lawsuits that way.
0: No. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> What's you know. You know. Actually, what that name fucking reminds me of is: uh, Do you ever watch Supernatural at all? Ever in your life? No, uh-uh. I have not. Well, the funny thing is like when they pretended to be the FBI guys or something and they'd go up to this crazy crime scene of whatever, eight, whoever, they would always go, Yeah, I'm I'm agent uh page and this is agent uh you know, like or different rock names, like yeah, uh, yeah. this is agent uh page and this is agent uh Hagar or something, you know, or like <laughs> yeah, that's good. and some yeah. of them were hilarious. This is uh, you know. Uh, agent uh john and agent uh, you know uh, whatever
1: yeah that's good
2: it's like I they got funnier
1: right it's like like ho- cool. hotel room names you guys choose you know exactly or, yeah exactly yeah. the classic alienus just say this, this version of your hair is, is strong like oh yeah it. yeah i like it i mean you you change it up more than anybody i know yeah, like, you know but this is good
2: this has yeah, been yeah. this way for a while. I mean, I, you know, the funny thing is that every so often I go, I look old, I'm dying it. And <laughs> yeah, then, and then after, then during COVID, I got lazy again and I'm like, I'm not dying it. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's>
1: cool, <laughs> we're going to go,
2: we're going to go gray. But it did come out good. You know, I, yeah. I've gotten better at cutting it myself.
1: Did you cut that yourself?
2: Yeah, I, I do it all myself always.
1: That's a nice flame you got going there.
2: Yeah. You that's nice awesome. That you, you can cut that yourself.
0: Dina doesn't help you at all.
2: No, I do it all myself. It's all sh- pretty much shaved all around except for the top and then you then you have to just well, okay. Let's let's go back in the story a little bit here. Yeah. There was a time in my life I was I I was going to be a hairstylist. So I went to hairstyling school a little bit. Oh, I, I didn't I- complete it cuz my mother died and I dropped out. And uh, and that explains the thing.
1: Wow. was it in Michigan? That was in Michigan I Yeah, that.
2: yeah. It was yeah. 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 My mother passed away, and then I dropped out. I didn't go back. So, wow,
1: you, you acquired skills.
2: Yeah. I acquired very little skills, but enough to, I, I, you know. And then I grew up. A good friend of mine was a an unbelievable hairstylist too. And growing up, and I had long hair back then. So growing up, it, it mattered. The hairstyle mattered, you know. Right,
1: right. <laughs> Maybe that explains why you're so your your wire work is so gorgeous you <laughs> had a
3: braid you, you
2: have a rack there of mine somewhere
1: oh I, yeah absolutely man yeah that, you know I'll tell you what man it's uh solid like everything you've done like there it is does that look familiar not really I don't
0: even remember it <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. of course.
1: <laughs> and then that's on the ground
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: but yeah what man, kind of
0: switching like- system is that RJMs in the rack yeah yeah. A bunch of them,
1: yeah.
0: Three, yeah, right?
1: Three of them, right?
2: Yeah, lots of pedals.
1: Lots of pedals. Um, it, it's great, you know. It's uh, yeah. The design, like you know, I I just so impressed with how you know you can you 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 take what someone's sort of like fantasy routing for a you know a rig is, and then you're able to like weed out the not realistic, help shape it into something that's doable, and, and ask the right questions. And so it's it's exactly. It's exactly as I envision it and then more. It's it's actually trying to be more flexible. It's it's just been it's been great rig, man. Yeah. Quiet. All good. So
0: where did you where did you use that rig? Did you use it on the road or
1: it doesn't go anywhere, man? It's got weighs pounds, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I mean yeah. there are guys that, I can't believe there are people that I don't know, man, that can take stuff like this around and then they're willing to like have it i don't know not work <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> having that complex to move it around is like so frightening to me yeah, right yeah
2: but i mean on the road you have a, a whole uh, a pedal board thing going on with the switching pedal board and stuff right
1: yes but it really doesn't seem quite as i mean it's still like modular you've got like a little a little box that's doing the switching instead of stuff that's buried and not a bunch of wires you know they're soldered and yeah that stuff kind of freaks me out to think of taking that but it's not necessary for me so
3: yeah no
0: nope. Yeah. So what kind of, what, what amps do you play on the road?
1: BE100s. Very nice. Yeah, they work great. I mean, do you know if you have newer models since, right? Yeah,
2: but if it works, don't mess with it, yeah, right? No,
1: I have no need to change it. It works fine. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess I got those maybe like six years ago or something like that. I'm just guessing. Maybe a little more.
2: When did that oh, When yeah. did that amp come out? uh and well the, you know, there was many incarnations of it going all the way back to 2009 so i mean it, it wasn't that long ago it was more recent than that but um yeah, i don't know how many years ago Fuck, all i know is 10 years
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great, that was great. We, we've
2: known each other i don't know since when making music days so <laughs> that would have been the early 1990 91 or probably around that era
1: I think, I, I would say 91, like, because I think I remember when that store opened, I knew Joey Brassler, our mutual friend. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, was hanging with Joey prior to that, I think. Or maybe, maybe he just got the job there. But in any case, it was definitely 91. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. you were, what was your title there?
2: I, and I was, I was building rigs then. I don't know what, I don't know if I had a title.
1: <laughs> I mean, you kind of like a, gen, you, oh yeah, you were like upstairs general sort of like tech guy who built stuff and fixed stuff and right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I started doing that stuff in Andy Browers. Yeah. So that was that was before that. So
1: wait, bro, hold on, man. You but didn't you go then but when you okay right. But then when you opened up you when I
2: moved it. when I moved to uh California from Detroit, that was nineteen eighty seven. And I was doing cartage for Andy Brower with Joey. Yeah. yeah. And uh and then that parlayed into Andy Brower's making music with Greg Bales at Andy's location, yeah. and then and you know then I started I was doing rigs by then, and then I did. I remember doing Jerry Cantrell's rig. I remember Kirk Cobain dragging his guitar down the hallway at Andy Brower's to try out some amps. Oh wow! Look, dragging the guitar down the hallway <laughs> on, on on the cement down the hallway. Was it a, stra- a big, was- long sweater on, you know, like this was, <laughs> you know, nine, 1990-ish or something. Or,
3: wow, man. This
2: was before the big record came out. Really? Wow. Yeah, w- right before. This was when Butch Vig was recording it.
1: So they were at yeah. Sound City?
2: Yeah, and this was before. and They came in to try some amps so they could use it. And in the end, I think they took a an old basement head that uh, Andy had. Uh, mm-hmm. it might have been a brown face basement head, I recall. It's blonde, I think. Yeah, didn't they, we? Didn't know who they were? Yeah, right. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the world was, ca- was about to change. Oh, we wow. didn't know, you know, wow. literally the whole world was about to change. And uh, you know, that
1: was that was a change for the better for me personally. That is like the demarcation line from when I was scuffling to when, like, all of a sudden the, that band hit. And a sound that people wanted was a rougher sound than, you know, the, the, how do I say, you know, just a more sophisticated, you know, sound you know, music just required a nastier guitar approach. Yeah. So that suited me better, you know, so uh, God, I'm grateful for that. (laughs) Yeah, really, really. That was great.
0: Perfect. By the way, uh, Cheers, by the way. Yeah, cheers. What do you do? You want to share what you're drinking?
1: Um, yes, the first, the first. We promote was, the companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, these guys are amazing. Russian River Brewing. It's um, it's in Northern California, Healdsburg. It's a really beautiful part of the state, and everything they do um, is is just so spectacular. And this, as I was saying earlier before we got on, that um, I'm not a big fan of. You know, experimental beers. I like. I really am a fan of classic styles done really well because they're they're not that easy to do well. A, a pilsner is, or a lager is much harder to make than an IPA. So the, that's why you see, in bars and you know, grocery stores, thousands of cans of IPAs and only a few pilsners. Yeah. it's just harder to make. But that being said, this is an ale and it's barrel aged and it's it's like you know, ten percent alcohol and it's uh, just very well done.
0: Ten percent alcohol. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's
0: a strong. Yeah, that's more. That's
2: definitely more like a Belgian style beer. It is. In
1: fact, it it feels. It tastes like they. There's wild yeast. I haven't read about it yet, but it tastes very a little funky. Like it's it's they've used sort of the Belgian you know approach to yeast. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I would I would agree with you. I would I would like the more traditional approaches to beers. Yeah. Um. Then. The crazy American brewing IPAs. It's it's sad when you go to like England and then you go to a pub and you start seeing all the fucking IPAs and you're just like, right. what?
1: Right. I know. <laughs> no.
2: what are they doing? Here? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except yeah. except when I was uh, a friend uh, when I was in London last. Um, a friend of mine who who was doing amp repairs for us. By his workshop off a of London Street, there was a pub that he took us to. Oh, it's good on the street to the pub and uh, it's a great place. And I'm like, okay. So we, we go in that pub and uh, what they serve up, and I realize they have is that is the home of Samuel Smith's beer, this, oh, this wow. particular pub. Oh, so, wow. so, so this particular pub, it's their beer and you're getting it on tap. That's I, I go, I know what this beer is. This yeah. is we get this in the US in bottles. Does it do that? Uh, oh, yeah, the untap, of course, is um yeah. superior. Fresh. Fresh. And and i like, he goes, You have that at, at you know, yeah, it's in bottles in the US. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, so, well, yeah, oatmeal <laughs> uh, brown
2: air, brown it's, ale. Yeah,
1: it's it's the, it's great, it's the
2: Wow. Yeah. Or uh, the Oatmeal Stout
1: oatmeal or stout. Taddy, Taddy Porter. Taddy Porter, man. I'm a Taddy <laughs> yeah.
2: Porter guy, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Actually, anything they do is pretty good for English-style yeah. beer. And the
1: fact that it gets over here and it travels in a bottle on a whatever, probably a ship or whatever, it gets here, and it still tastes good. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing because that, yeah. the beers get abused when they come from Europe. I mean, it's pretty hard to get something yeah. that represents what it's supposed to be by the time it gets here. It gets pretty beat right, up. Right, right.
2: I was, I was pretty excited that we were in the pub and it was the real place. You know, I
1: was like, that's amazing. Hey, yeah, this is great. <laughs> wow. Wow. That would be a treat.
0: Yeah, well, last time I, have- I was there,
1: we, um, Michael Bluestein is the keyboard player in Foreigner. We were, we were pretty um, focused on, pretty beer centric. And um, we had this expert do hook us up with uh, a couple of pubs in the UK that have real ale, like Cascales. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other thing. I don't know how interesting <laughs> this is to. To people who wanted to hear about amps and stuff, but um, <laughs> boy, like, it's just the natural way to, to to carbonate a beer. They you know they leave the yeast inside the cask and it never comes out, and uh, they, it's it's velvety and luscious and
0: great. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. I know yeah. when I went to uh, Germany, it was some of the best beer. That I oh, that's yeah, that's a whole other
2: thing too than Germany. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where we had done a little clinic tour in Germany, and we you know, and every pub has their own beer. Yeah. You know, we in the first place we went is Bavaria. So, uh so we were in Bom, Bomberg with little cobblestone streets and they have something uh, very interesting. This is beer talk tonight by the way. No.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> uh we'll
2: we'll get on to other stuff in a second. So <laughs> yeah. I'll just tell the one story and we'll move on. So they in Bomberg, they have something very interesting and it's called smoked beer.
1: Yeah, rock rock beer. You know about that? Yeah. Go
2: ahead. So, so there's a famous pub uh that there that served smoked beer and the, and from what i gather i might tell this wrong but the story was in in whatever uh era 1700s 1800s or something like that there was a fire at the brewery <laughs> and the fire at the brewery didn't destroy it all but it did smoke damage all the the barley and hops and stuff that wow. they would use so they went ahead and made the beer anyway with it and it came out. It came out tasting like you know a smoked ham sandwich or something, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost like smoked meat uh, in yeah. a beer, which is right. a little odd at first. Um, and there's one famous pub that has served it for centuries in in this old Bavarian town, and Man. and that's the best one. If you get it at a different one, it's not as good as that one.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not sure it's good, but I it. It's an acquired taste, maybe, but um, well, you
1: could. There's no way you could drink like three of them. I mean, I think the first no. sip was like, What the hell? and then the rest of it's like, Wow, this is amazing! and then by the time you're finished with that first one, it's like, Okay, I'm ready for something else. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's I, amazing, it's interesting, yeah. very interesting,
2: yeah. But then you know, you go to the other pub and you get some Kolsch or oh, you get gosh. some, or, or you know, some Pilsner or Kolsch or I, I like the Kolsch, generally. me too, Dave. So, you we, oh, you guys.
1: I'm digging deep because I've got. We'd
2: be uh, in big trouble, Bruce, if we went to Germany together.
1: See what got going there? <laughs> oh wow! Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're dialed in, dude. It would be so. So let's talk about you. Do
2: on tour with Foreigner. Yeah. You 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 do a little beer ta- or you did yeah. a little beer tasting thing. You started right.
1: Yeah, it was called. It was called with Michael Bluestein, that my, my fellow bandmate. Um We. We were we were very interested in drinking beer forever, but then for some reason we you know with all these all the crap beers, we got interested in you know just why it was so amazing and realizing how difficult it is to make a good beer because there's some that are kind of mediocre. Um, so there's there's a certification you can uh, you can uh, achieve called a, um, um, a uh, um, I'm blanking what it's called. There's there's a Cicerone program, and it's the equivalent to to, to get the end of it, it's the equivalent of a sommelier, like a master Cicerone. There's like less than 20 in the whole world so um the first step of that is a certified beer server and michael and i are certified beer servers when we're on tour we'll have a day off which is rare um, we'll look up a brewery and michael and i will go down we'll take some acoustic guitars um set up they'll, they'll sell tickets you know they monetize it and we bring swag and they sell shirts and blah blah. so yeah, we do like four or five songs, we hang out, sign autographs, and then just like hang out and party with local people at, a, at the best local brewery in a given town. Um, so it's really fun. I wish we could sort of squeeze in more of those every year. And then as the COVID came upon us, um, we weren't able to do it live. So we started doing it um, virtually. And we did like maybe, I don't know, 15 episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kind of let it go for now for various wow. reasons. But um, anyway, it's, it's, it's been great. I mean beer.
0: Yeah, you said you had you were on YouTube with, uh,
1: with yeah, there's people. some episodes on there. If you look VIB, very important beers, it's a VIB event. So yeah, cool. look up Bruce Watson and uh, VIB, you know, catch some. We had some cool guests. We had like uh Matt Bissonette from Elton John's band and um uh, Greg Saran, another guitar player, just you know, a lot of good side guys, side musicians.
0: That's so, cool. Yeah, that's that. Cool. So how how did you uh let's how did you get into Foreigner? I guess let's talk music.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was 2011, and Foreigner was touring with Journey and Night Ranger. And Mick Jones, the leader and founder, um, mm-hmm. had encountered some health issues right in the middle of the tour. And uh, they. the amazing part of the story, one of the amazing parts of the story is Joel Hoekstra, who's an amazing guitar player, was playing uh, for Night Ranger, opening the, mm-hmm. the night. And so Mick got ill and had to like pull out on a day's notice, and was like, "What are we gonna do?" And so our uh, foreigners management went to Joel and said, "Do you think you could, you know, do the show tomorrow night?" He's like, "Tomorrow night, get me a board tape immediately." That's that's his quote. Yeah. So anyway, Joel Joel did like I think eight or nine gigs, uh, like within a days' notice, and so within that period of time, they realized they had to find somebody because Mick was gonna come back, right? He wasn't gonna come back you know, within a week or two. So they need to find somebody who wasn't already in a band on the bill. And uh, Mark Schulman, who was drumming at the time, um, put my name forward strongly, which I thank him for. And uh, so I flew out, I'm not as short notice of Joel, but short enough to where I never want to repeat that again. And, uh, and I watched Joel do a show. I flew out and watched him do his last show. I was like, okay, that, that's, that's the sub guy? He just was crushing Huge <laughs> he, he was Joel Hoekstra fan. Mm-hmm. He was great.
0: Oh, yeah, he Basically. can rip. Yeah, he's a great player.
1: He's just an amazing guitar player. And uh, so anyway, I, I was supposed to come in and do it for a couple of weeks, and uh, Mick still wasn't ready to come back. And I said, well, what are you doing next month? You know, and I was like, well, God, now I know the set. This is great. Yeah, of course. So 2011 ends, and th- th- everyone thought, well, that's it. Nice, Thanks for coming and helping us out. You know, it was great. We'll stay in touch. And then twenty twelve rolls around, and Nick was still going, not going to be coming back. And so they said, "Can you start it off start the year off?" Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. In the meantime, I you know I had a, I had work in town that I didn't particularly want to. You know, I, my life was going just fine, so I didn't need to go on the road. I didn't want to go on the road, but it was so much fun. It's like, yeah, another couple of weeks of this. Mm-hmm. How much more fun could that be? Mm-hmm. And come back to my life, you know. It just kept getting extended, extended for an entire year. Mick didn't come back for a year. And uh, and then when he did come back, again, everyone was like, well, gosh, it was really amazing to have you for this year. You know, Mick's back. and, and um, But Mick and I hit it off, and there, a formula developed where, I mean, Mick, Forner does probably 110, 120 shows a year. And at this point, that's, that's not a level of touring that Mick doesn't want to do. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. Um, so it allows him, to, he needs to take some shows off, i'm there i can cover it for him and you know and if you he, when he's there we work really well together he's we, we split the solos i mean he really it's not like you know nick comes and i have to fuck off so he's just been very inclusive and made me part of a part of his chair so and, and that was coming up on like 10 years ago
2: yeah i i kind of remember when you first got it and how it was all sort of happening and like yeah you, just what you said it Well got extended and then more. And this is when Foreigner was just starting to ramp their shit up again. Kind of.
1: Yeah. I mean they've been doing it, but it was they yeah, they were starting to do yes, you're right.
2: More serious touring and ramping it up. So you started going from like smaller, you know, like high end club almost settings. And then over the course of the last ten years, it's like full on touring production now.
1: Yeah. Gone from you know From like you say that you know kind of like pacs and theaters to now mm-hmm. for headlines live nation tours like well, mm-hmm. it's quite yeah. it's been really super cool to be inside of that and watching it grow you know yeah. at the end of each year you go and then you talk to the managers and they say well next year is looking better you know like guarantees are going up you know and it started out first a kind of turning point was we opened for kid rock detroit mm-hmm. um we opened for him in like 2015, I think it was. And that really was a turning point because foreigner got exposed to all these classic rock fans, you know, kid rock fans. Yeah. Uh, And it was really, that really kind of, I think, broke it open live nation saw what foreigner could do in that kind of setting. Um, ticket sales started to really increase. And, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, which is
2: it a slow build. It seemed like over yeah. over year after year, a slow build, and then there was a commercial. I remember somewhere along the line, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, some what was it? An insurance commercial. Oh, I don't even remember what it was. Um
1: they, they used just the in the elevator, and
2: Kelly Hansen was. Oh, the, and that was
1: promoting That was actually promoting a summer tour. Uh, as oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't remember the details of that, but uh, but it's been yeah. I mean, it's. The songs, I still have to say, I'm not tired of the songs. I, I wouldn't oh, say if I was, great. I wouldn't say anything about them. But um, they're still just like so fun to play. They're funky, but they rock. Couple, yep. couple good mid tempo ballads, you know, and um, mm-hmm. stuff with horns.
2: Uh, and and you got a great band. I mean, you got Jeff Pilson on bass, and you got uh, Kelly singing, who's amazing yeah. singer. Um, yeah. And uh, you've had several drummers.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't Chris, know who yeah, the Chris latest drummer is. Yeah, well, Chris razor has been doing it now for uh, almost okay. nine. Coming up okay. nine. Yeah, but yeah.
2: Yeah, before that, you had uh, Brian Tishy for a minute. You
0: had uh, um, someone and, else too, right? Um, Shulman. Yeah.
1: Mark Shulman, right? right.
0: Mark Shulman. You know, at one point, Lou Lou Graham came back and yeah. sang with the band for a period of time, right?
1: Not not say a period of time, but we did shows. We did. We did. Uh, reunion shows. We we've mm-hmm. had we've had a lot of gigs where some of the original guys will just come and play with us, like Rick Wills, the bass player, mm-hmm. um, and Al Greenwood, the original keyboard player. Um, they'll, they'll come out whenever we're in there. They both live in one lives in Florida, one lives in Long Island. So they're they they'll come out anytime they want and just you know play with us. And and Lou um, came out Jones Beach, I think it was, to sort of like just sit in for two songs at the end of a set. And then after that, that developed into doing then uh, and was what was it called? Then and now, or I don't know what it was, but some where they mashed up. They did a, we did a four or five songs with all the original guys, right? And, right. And like six or seven songs of the new version of the band, and then at the end, bring it all together. And um I thought that was just, great. It's good, man. I mean, it's 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 really good to have done it with Lou and to to like eye to eye. I mean, he 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 really approves and loves what we're doing. You know, everyone people had a lot of there were haters that would just you know lou 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 you know which yeah i mean lou is a genius but he's not doing it now he just you know so he was, sick, you wanted, he
0: was sick for a while too right i mean yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean he's overcome incredible obstacles health-wise
0: yeah yeah but the amazing. fact he got
1: out and did it was amazing
0: yeah, yeah. agreed I, I mean i was always a huge fan of his so uh, and the fan yeah. of course um yeah. and all the work that he did so uh yeah. And I, when I heard about that, I was I was quite sad, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. this was not looking good." But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really glad he pulled through.
1: Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So yep. yeah, great he, stuff. Uh, and they've all been just nothing but. It's just been really great. You know, try to imagine how it could have turned out, and it's just like we're all great friends, and um, it's great, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the music, uh, the music is great. You know.
2: Yeah. I, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I saw music. it. Uh, what two years ago now? Probably. I don't oh well, yeah, down in Orange
1: County, right? Yeah. yeah, down in
2: Orange County with you guys were opening for Whites or not opening. white snake was opening for you.
1: It but it was kind of, was that a co headlining situation? Well, I know. guess it was
2: a co headline thing, but it was that night see. we went third. And next. Jason Bonham was first or something. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a great set. Woo. Well oh, yeah, that was Jason great Oh my god. Well, especially yeah.
2: with with uh with um jimmy the japanese uh guitar player yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> mr jimmy right Mr. jimmy yeah it's great oh my right god. oh my god he's ridiculous it's it's like jimmy page and reinc- reincarnated
1: <laughs> it's the best like, like jimmy page 72 like it's just the yeah best version yeah looks like him plays the parts like meticulously the tone is meticulous and you know it's just
2: yeah it's echoplexes ridiculous. old marshalls but you just, know like the exact yeah. kind of thing he even
1: had those black and white loafers, he had the same dude oh, really? who made Jimmy Page's loafers make him mm-hmm. those. Yeah. <laughs> so he's into it. He yeah. likes to drink to beer too, by the way. He's a cool guy.
2: Yeah, he likes to drink, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: after the show, you know, he doesn't drink during the show, but yeah, no, to, no, no. I'm just saying. He likes to get it on after the show though.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. No, I mean, I'm a huge yeah. Zeppelin fan. Huge Zeppelin fan. Oh you know, when I was in college, I mean I used to collect all their bootlegs on cassette you know i had tons of them now you can just find them all on youtube but uh so i remember
2: getting some vinyl when i was in italy when i was a kid some led zeppelin bootleg vinyl (laughs) uh that was one and in fact joe brasler might still have it (laughs) wow Uh, there was one double record that was a bbc live show that was on vinyl that was a good quality it wasn't crap so it was because it was recorded right off you know some live performance from the bbc
3: yeah.
2: and uh, that yeah. was killer and then i had oh, some other okay. one that was like a almost like a picture vinyl that did not sound good at all but
3: uh, <laughs> wow
1: bootleg.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. cool stuff i'm sure was also- the mafia
1: probably pulled that all together and was like you know <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got a case. Now, now I just it. now I just get the books.
1: Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Jimmy right. Page
2: books, like the yeah. anthology or whatever the last book he did and stuff. Right. God, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you the, have that. No, I, I don't have that book. But
1: oh
2: my I, god, I, you need that book, and if you don't have Bruce, you need that book.
1: I don't have it. I, I, I know oh. it's a must. It's oh my crazy. god, it's
0: isn't that the expensive? It's an expensive book though, right?
2: It's an expensive book, but it's a big hardcover book. Right. You will sit there and thumb through it for hours reading everything because Jimmy has all these pictures in it and there's some of them are never before seen pictures and 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 and, but there's very specific pictures of gear and there's and Jimmy's memory and 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 and, you know caption under the pictures that he wrote what what this was what was happening in this picture you know and what this was at the time and you know and 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 there's some amazing gear pictures and amazing just life touring pictures and just so I, I literally, my wife got it for me. I literally sat there with it in front of me, sitting on the couch and I was hours just going through it <laughs> till I finished it. Wow. Just read the whole thing straight through, you know, like,
1: so is it, is it a lot of studio gear inside? No, there's
2: like a lot, no, a lot of guitar gear, a lot of, a lot of uh, outfits, well, a lot of everything. Well, I mean
1: like, cause he's been always been, either decidedly or just because you didn't really remember, like I found him to be mysterious about what he used on certain songs. Um and It always seemed like he's just trying to kind of keep that a secret. Or just no, so he was, he was
2: him. relatively, relatively specific on a lot of things.
1: Cause that's the interesting stuff. You know, yeah. you see him live. Cool. Yeah, it's A lot less ball and Marshall, but
2: um no, but no, he yeah. talks about it in depth. Like it, it, it shows pictures in depth of like, you know, this, the Supro amp and the, Ooh. and the telly and the, and the just, all the stuff, you know, the yeah. transonic, uh, wow. you know, and Man, it's uh, cool. it's pretty cool. Wow,
0: yeah, that's a they had a display at um, in New York, it, w- it was at the uh, the Metropolitan Museum, yeah, or no, whatever, wherever it was. But they had the a Met, display. Yeah. was it at the Met, yeah, yeah. and and they had Jim, uh, Jimmy's stuff with his amps and his Les Paul there, they had the Frankenstein Eddie's, Eddie stuff. Oh, and wow. I was. Gonna go and I just missed it by like ah. days. I couldn't go, but I had some friends who went and they said it was fantastic. Love so, that stuff, man. That's crazy. Yeah, Love that would that have been stuff. cool to go. Um, so, uh, but before Foreigner, you played with Patty Smythe, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: and, that was, yeah. That was
1: 92. That was right around, you know, when I mean, that was that was, yeah, we were opening for Rod Stewart. I mean, that was one of my. That was probably my second real touring gig ever. Wow. Uh, and it was opening just it was it was Val McCallum. Right. Pause, great guitar player. Great guitar player. Uh, amazing guitar player. Val McCallum, me and Patty Smythe doing it was for Rod's unplugged tour. So we were kind of doing an unplugged version of Patty Smythe. And um it was really great. Musically it was really great. You know, she's a great singer. I mean, she's a really great singer. And, uh, so it'd have all that space and not a big band behind her. I mean, she, you know, she, it was great. Yeah. And, she's uh, super cool. Yeah. She was cool. You know, she's very New York. I mean, she's, she's edgy, but it's really smart. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah. And I got yeah, to meet all of them. In like, yeah. Yeah. She's snarky. I mean, but she's, she's witty and, uh, she's sharp.
0: Oh, well, if, if you're married to John McEnroe. Yeah. You gotta,
1: right. you
0: gotta be, you gotta be witty. Yeah. It's still you yeah, be tough. So, yeah. You gotta be tough. Right. And yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. She she almost joined Van Halen. That's right. That I remember that. That
3: that,
2: that would yeah. have been
0: all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean,
2: no. I mean, that, that would have been all wrong. I mean, not, no offense to her because I think she had great music and stuff,
0: but it would have been weird. It would. It would have. Yeah, that wouldn't. I don't know. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what they yeah. were thinking with that one. I, they just wanted to go the opposite way. Uh, clearly they just wanted to go completely more maybe yeah. they were like maybe we Yeah. Well, re-
2: yeah, yeah. There there was all sorts of grand ideas a lot of times with Ed and the brothers and and that probably shouldn't really have been
0: considered. <laughs>
1: uh, so Dave, you how how did that even come into it as a, as a concept? Do you know? I mean,
2: you know Didn't Ed play on one of her songs or something, or one of her records?
1: Hmm, that's possible.
2: I don't know how they became friends. They were hmm. friends. Or hmm. I, Ed I, played on there. something.
1: She,
0: or she she asked him to produce, or something was, that he was going to produce something of her? That's or possible. That's possible. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, wow but yeah
2: <laughs> i I don't really remember the that was a long time ago, man.
0: <laughs> There's a recent yeah. interview though since he passed since uh e v h passed there was an interview with her answering that particular question and how it came about, so oh, wow, it's on youtube, yeah, so i can't I just can't remember the the details of it, but that it would have been cool just to hear it, you know just yeah like yeah you know just a uh an audition tape or something you know or a jam yeah. would have been
1: pretty cool but um
0: so yeah so and who else who else have you jam have you played with over the years
1: well i never considered myself a, a touring musician it seemed like
0: when i said earlier that
1: when 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 nirvana hit all of a sudden um you know commercial music wanted that sound and that was a sound that came really easily to me i mean let's face it it's it's easier to play and sound like Kurt Cobain than it is to sound like Steve Lukather. I think that's pretty easy to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. and so yeah. whatever that is, you know, I think you could say that prior to that, a sound that people were looking for to hire as a guitar player would be much closer to a Steve Lukather or a Mike Landau. Mm-hmm. Than, and then when Nirvana hit, it was like, I mean, honestly, it's like, Oh, that's, you know, that's the passe old rock and roll. Like, here's the new stuff. You know, everything always has its, you know, its its window of time of being hip. And now that, now grunge is like, of course, like, you know, classic rock, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, I, I, found myself busy doing sessions like right after that happened. So I didn't really have to seek out touring. Um, some stuff did, you know, I I did some touring like months, months here or there, but, um, I just kind of, I did a shitload of commercials and, um, I met every great musician in LA from percussionists to drummers to bass players. Cause every, mm. you, anybody would do a commercial, man, any like rock star vocalist, like Richard Page or like, you know, because if the commercial went, it was, it would be a sag, you know, it's it like deep five figures, sometimes six figures for like an hour's work for a singer. <clears throat> so yeah. you, you know, jingles in the nineties, yeah, I mean, I met, I met everybody got to play with them. And so, you know, you got to establish in a, in a non-stressful situation, um, you know, people that you vibe with musically and not. And that kind of sort of just sort of built a pool of people that knew what I did. And and then, then they thought of me for that thing, you know. And um, so it was really, that was really great, I have to say.
0: That's cool. So I didn't have to tour yeah. that much.
1: And, and even when Foreigner right. came along, I was like, I mean, I spent some yeah. years trying to build and solidify work in town that I, I, I didn't want a tour so this was perfect yeah I'd go out for two weeks with foreigner are you kidding me hell yeah <laughs> oh okay another month with foreigner great
0: uh, 10 years later it was yeah. like
1: it was too good to walk away i couldn't pull the plug on it to to come back and like try to keep my my you know la thing rolling
3: right and
1: it's like so i just i don't know then they asked me to join the band i was like well I, it was one way or the other and i decided to, to go with it so i don't regret it you know uh, so then you're an official
2: member of the band now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't yeah,
1: know. Yeah, no, I mean Mick's been super inclusive for a long time. Like just he's really he's really been great in that way. He's really important to Mick Jones that to have a band. You know, he 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 really needs I think he's smart business, but also I think just for him he needs to have guys when he gets up there it's like he could never have someone around him on stage that he doesn't vibe with. Um just he couldn't even do it. he, he couldn't do it. Which is really cool, you know. He needs to be able to groove with the people he's up there with. So, um, yeah. So, when you find someone that's that, they're going to stay. Right, right.
0: Now, I'm curious. If, have you ever had people who are upset because they come to a show and they're expecting Mick and he's not there? Or is that?
1: You, you, you'll always get. Mm-hmm. Not, even, oh. not, even, not even always. But um, it's it's so rare but um there i mean not to be honest with you no not anymore the first couple of years right. first couple of years someone would show up hey where's nick and you just go yeah, Mick's not here and then you know 99 percent of the time they'd be like okay well you guys sound great <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. people, sure
2: people get over it after a while when everyone everything sounds amazing yeah. Yeah. so 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 it was answered how um how the patty smith thing so eddie's wife valerie was a huge scandal fan and ah. that's how patty and ed uh, ed met backstage at a scandal show oh, wow. so that's that that's how that that came about
1: wow and oh, now
2: i God. actually remember that story <laughs>
3: wow yeah, uh, yeah
0: no so valerie jokes I, I i love valerie so no valerie jokes there uh Jerry. <laughs> He's, I don't, think, said, that, uh, I don't val- think that.
2: I think that was a typo, Mark.
0: Oh, he said Valerie, not Calorie. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's He He said it was a typo and it said Oh, calories. I see Calorie. Oh.
0: All right. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, that's not nice. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I understood what he
3: meant.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, so definitely- we're in the world of typos, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean
2: it's just like every freaking day i mean occasionally i'll type someone or, or respond in an email and you know i'm typing stuff fast and not i didn't pay attention it hit send, and then i go wait what do you mean and i like look back at my thing and went
0: oh my god
2: yeah, sure, <laughs> that makes man. no sense whatsoever
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. don't read that uh you know, we have a super chat from uh you are here robert latham mark and dave stumbled on t- tone talk and haven't been hooked since you freaking kill me lol oh that's awesome thank there you, you generally we cost can... people money <laughs> yeah thank you well uh, it's
2: like the i think the last show we did was a, about uh old vintage rack gear yeah oh, wow. like like all the greatest pieces ever made back in back you know back in the 80s and early yeah. 90s you know <laughs> right and I swear to God, we, we single-handedly drive prices of stuff up on reverb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's happened before on the show where it's like I mentioned, hey, this pedal is really cool. And then all of a sudden, the prices
0: went through the roof. <laughs> you're
1: you're well, like the, Car- the Kardashians th- of guitar gear.
0: Yeah. yeah I the guess funny so. thing is, I um, that night after the show, I went on reverb. I think I told you, Dave. I went on reverb, and I bought a JMP1 and an ADA MP1. <laughs> That night, I was just like, All right, well, before these prices jump, I'm gonna buy them, you know. So I was like, I'm just gonna jump on it. So, yeah, uh, Stay Curious wants me to say, Mark, please say Mesa. Uh, I'm gonna say Mesa. Mesa, Mark mark Mark
2: has some pronunciation issues with certain (laughs) certain people's names or certain names, yeah. And that's a boogie. Close. Is, did I say, is that right, Mesa Boogie? Relatively, me. just didn't have the
0: the, the right foot. Mesa, yeah. Mesa all Mesa right. Boogie, yeah. that's All right. Yeah. But I was saying Meza. That was what I was saying before. Meza Boogie.
1: That's the Italian yeah. version, right? right.
0: Well, now there's, there's there's an Italian... <laughs> now there's a new company called Meza Barba.
2: Well, that is truly mm. Meza, though.
0: That's truly <laughs> Meza. So
2: yeah, that's with
0: a Z. <laughs> Not an S. Uh, yeah, and by the, uh, Nick Mars asked, "Do you dig the JMP one?" I do dig, dig the JMP one, and uh, particularly because Dave gave me some great settings on that, which was and that worked, didn't it? As I, yeah, as soon as I plugged it in those settings, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like one of Dave's amps. That sounds great." <laughs> Is that good or bad? No, it sounds good. It sounds great.
2: Do you remember those? Uh, bro, they were like uh, MIDI preamps, Jam- Marshall MIDI preamps.
1: JMP1 kind of, yeah, I kind of yeah, remember that. Yeah.
2: Well, what was what was what we brought up on the show that was mind baffling to me is during the time, so that was during the time of a JCM 900 amp, which was a fine specimen of, well, anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but the JMP1 existed, which actually sounded really good. It sounded very similar to something that I would do today, and um. What boggled my mind is why didn't Marshall put this MIDI programmable preamp in a 100-watt head? Right They'd have right. infinite sounds. It seems like they already had it. It seems like a no-brainer that they should have done that.
1: Maybe it was just too it. soon to think like but that? They or didn't no? do it.
0: And I'm not sure why. Wow. Yeah. They uh, they can still
2: do it. <laughs> Well, well. Supposedly, there's something in that preamp they can't make, get anymore,
0: so maybe they can't. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Rummy has a question for us. What's a good boost pedal to help give my telly compare uh, get? I guess get get my telly comparable with my Les Paul. The sound guy flips if I touch the amp, so I'm, I'm looking for a pedal solution. A I got it, Dave. Ready? Yep. Go for it. Buff, the
1: Buff Puff. Oh, the old Buff Puff! I'm a huge fan of the Buff Puff. I have I have a Buff Puff, a really old one, on my sort of like in, you know just in town pedalboard. Both my rigs, the foreigner, have a Buff Puff. That's what I use for my solos with the b 100 because it's already got the gains right. It's just with a telly and a less Paul, the telly, I think would just benefit really nicely from the I, I, the Buff Puff doesn't color it, but it would add a little thickness, and you can just adjust. How much you want to push the front of the amp to match the Les Paul? Would yeah.
2: you agree? Yeah, it's a Tone Frank Buff Puff that I designed. Yeah. So it was uh, something that was released. I think it might still be in production. Um, yes, that's good. And also, there's a product that I make, the Buxom Boost, which has a EQ also, so that you can tailor it to be a, uh, well, it could be a full range kind of normal boost, clean boost. It could be a bass boost, a mid boost, a treble boost, a treble cut, uh, uh, a gain boost, a tightening agent. can be all sorts of... You'd probably love that. Uh, That sounds really good. You can pretty much coax it to be whatever... You you know, if your idea is, hey, I want kind of a treble booster sound, you know, like, I want to, you know, put it into the normal channel of the Vox, but boost the treble up and get that kind of slightly tighter and brighter thing uh it it will do it if you want it to be a slight mid-range boost for a lead solo or something it will do it if you have a loose sounding amp but you want to make it a metal sounding amp well it's got a tight knob and it'll tighten up the low end nice and tight and boost it a little bit and make it make a a floppy sounding amp be you know punchy
1: wow wow I kind, okay, of, so, I kind of,
2: I kind of took the uh, initial idea and and ran with that.
1: <laughs> so is it one knob and one toggle?
2: No, well, we have a, you know, it's a it's a volume knob um, that actually cuts also if you like. So if you say you had a cranked up Marshall or something that was dirty and you wanted it a little cleaner when you stepped on something huh. with a little different EQ curve, you could do that. Oh my God. Uh, it has a tight knob which is basically like a, a, a high pass filter. So it will knock all the low end out if you need it to be, you know, you need to tighten up the low end a little bit. And then there's an EQ section, which has a boost and cut treble knob, a mid knob that's only boost, and a bass knob that's only boost. So in other words, flat for that EQ is both the mid and bass off and the treble at half. And so you can click that in if you'd like and have it be... So it's it's depending on what you'd like to do with it, it's pretty versatile, and you can um, you know if you like, like I said, like if you had an old Marshall and you were cranking up an old Marshall, right? So it's dirty and grungy and cool, but you want to get it cleaner, but you don't want to like roll your volume knob off right away and just want to step on something. You could step on it to actually clean it up, but also then if you wanted it a little sparklier with a little <laughs> more bass, you can kind of EQ it. So when you just step on the thing, it kind of right. has that cleaner sound, but with the EQ curve, you kind of want.
1: That's that's amazing, man. What an amazing cool studio tool to have on the fly to just, you know. If you I have to snap. get you
2: one to check out and see what you think. Wow, I, think oh you'll, I think you'll like it for a variety of uses.
1: I think what's going to happen is I'm going to end up replacing a lot of buff puffs in my rigs.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you... If you well, it's a, little di- it's, it's a little different it has a little different voice to it um the buff puff i selected a, a particular chip that has this really warm and smooth sort of niceness to it so it has its thing too so yeah. it might just be an additional little booster yeah. thing that yeah. you, you kind of is a utilitarian
0: uh you know i can do anything with this if i needed to do something
1: it sounds that sounds amazing.
0: Wow. <laughs> By the way, if, if anybody went on Reverb and was looking for a Buff Puff, I just bought the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they <that's> still made.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, really? Because there was one, yeah. only one on Reverb for fifty-five bucks, and I just bought it.
2: Oh well, yeah, you can't go wrong there. It actually wouldn't <laughs> be that cheap if you bought it, yeah.
0: even at cost. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was Dave, like, can I ask or, you?
1: But can we talk about the Buff Puff for a second? Because sure. I have one that I guess maybe is before it went into like full production, maybe mm-hmm. um, because it's actually the knob is reversed to where all the way left is full up. I don't know if that's just no. the, the design. I might have,
2: I, okay. I'd probably just reversed the pot. It was okay. probably an accident.
1: Okay. But in any case, that's fine. Um, it's the, the max is very minimal. It's a very minimal amount of boost compared to the, like the silver one that I got. Oh. You know, you can, you can crank the shit out of the newer ones, but I really love the fact that like, you can't add too much boost or you know too much gain with yeah. the old one. It, it, it like keeps you in a box.
2: Well, it, it's probably just a different value pot. That, <laughs> that, really, was used. that- so so that's all it's going to do. It all all it really is 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 a buffer that has variable amounts of gain, full range buffer yeah. that has variable amounts of gain with a hand selected chip that I like just the overall tone of
1: yeah
2: so, so it's all really it is
1: yeah it's very it's just i dig it it's very simple that's sweet cool.
0: yeah um so rummy said thank you for the super chat buxom betty ordered on reverb korean wife just punched my shoulder and said dave is a bad boy <laughs> selling guitar toys <laughs> actually, you
2: you know you got you guys should actually look uh, in the bottom of our videos. We generally have a link to Sweetwater, and uh, and uh, you guys should use that link uh, because you help contribute to the show. If you like something that we talked about and that 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 they carry, please please buy it off our link. Huh. Yep. It's the yep. link is generally on the bottom of all our videos, so yep. um, you know please please there. help contribute to the show because. Uh, you know, we are surely aren't getting rich doing the show. <laughs> Actually, we're surely almost not making any money at all doing yeah, the show. we're
1: sure not breaking even. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's. Uh,
1: Stop calling me sure. Yeah, it's. Well, it's we
2: loss. have. We have. Ex- there's expensive habits here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's time. Like, um, like Mark, that, what, what are you drinking? Part. By the way, are you drinking a beer? Uh, right. I, I,
0: since I was a bad boy or, or a good boy, depending on how you look at it, the last show where I got really hammered, um, I'm I'm just drinking water tonight. I'm keeping it low Good key.
1: for you. Someone's got to keep it together.
0: Yeah, I got to. Well, it. I'm, driving. I'm the, driving.
2: The story. The story behind that is, uh, um, uh, what was the show that we did? What what number show was that with the George Metropolis show? That was number three. Number three show. Wow. Okay. We all had bottles of Belvini scotch. Oh wow. Cuz that was the deal. We were going to drink Belvini on the air. Mark's not much of a heavy heavy liquor drinker. Yeah. He's kind of like a light beer guy. Right. And uh and so he had some on air at at on our third show. Well, maybe, maybe fast maybe forward movie. to the 93rd show. <laughs> He still had some of that bottle left. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like three so, years later. Three yeah. years later, he still had that liquor. My the, my liquor never lasts more than three days, let alone three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a good bottle of scotch like that? No,
2: no, not at all. And um, someone buys me a good bottle of scotch, and then I, I dip into it one night, and then you know, have a couple, th- two, three. Yeah. And then you know the next night, two, three. <laughs> and then you know we, the bottle's gone pretty much in, in a minute later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you're like, okay, well, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
3: man. Yeah. It's like so it's you- like
2: the uh, Clase Azul tequila. We were talking about that, right? So, so this goes down so smooth, butter. It it's like butter, and before you know it, you you're like, oh. Wait, hey, there's nothing. Yeah. I don't have very much left. Damn, that was an expensive
1: bottle. I got to get another one.
2: Right. Well, the yeah, but you paid. know what? I think I've gotten to the point in my age now that um, I would rather buy a very expensive bottle.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Than a lot of crap. Yeah. Uh, and I and I got hooked on this stuff, and it's just like painful. But but it's I don't you know it's not like I'm. Maybe there's a bottle a month.
1: Yeah, well, that's you know, not it's bad.
2: not too bad.
1: God, no. just like well. you know,
2: part part of the car payment. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not,
3: not too yeah. bad.
2: This is a yeah. good suggestion so for pair that with some sushi, and it is the car payment. Yeah, cheap <laughs> sushi. Well, not not that we ever go out anymore. <laughs>
1: Right, <laughs> right. All the more reason you need good, good tequila at home, man.
2: Actually, I can go, I could go out now. I'm not too worried. I got, I got the vaccine. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's 20, I got twice am Yeah, in another shot. week, I am fully uh, cured, shall we say? Wow. Well, not cured, fully. Well,
3: cured whatever you really want
2: to call out. it, fully, uh, so- somewhat protected. So, a, full, a fully protected. Well, not yeah. fully protected, but, um. Maximum potency. There
3: we go. <laughs> <Maximum> <laughs> I was
0: looking. I was looking for what. What actually was? <laughs> so we should get a reverb affiliate link. Really, I should talk to somebody about that. We really should. Um, <laughs> we have one. We just we just talked about that. No, Sweetwater. We have a oh a reverb affiliate. Is there yeah. a
2: reverb affiliate link? I
0: you think can there be. is. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Equinox. Thank you for the super chat because a brother's got to support their habit. Yeah. <laughs> we, you we, it right. all this, it's like
2: actually, and, and to tell you the truth lately. So I, I haven't really been drinking on a regular basis lately. So, uh, I mean, I've been going like, I think I made it two weeks without a single drop of anything. And then, um, I think Slide I made back in. the whole nother week before this show. So,
1: well, I'm I'm glad you chose tonight to be moderate and join me in a in a beverage.
2: So, well, no, I'm not going to like. I'm not giving up here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not a quitter.
2: Uh, I'm not not a quitter. Never have had a problem, so not a quitter.
0: So it looks like not not everyone can say that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything in moderation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Except moderation.
0: So, the buff puff is discontinued. Ooh, oh, is it? I didn't even know.
1: Huh, well, that's a good reason to then get uh, the pedal that Dave was just uh, describing to us. What's that pedal called, Dave?
0: The buxom boost. The buxom boost, boost. it's a great pedal. I've got one. No
1: you got problem. one, man. It's, it's is it really... like a red llama size or like what? what size no, size no, it's small. the same size as a
2: buff puff. It's small, wow. it's, just, it's like any of my other pedals, like the smaller pedals of mine but it's Sign got it a up. lot
0: of tone shaping ability, tons. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's 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 small footprint, so got to
0: have it. Got to have it. Got to have that. Uh, Robert Latham, Dave speaking of Chips, what are your thoughts on the chips used in the Marshall 8100?
2: Which is the 8100? I don't even know. I off the top of my head, I I know the n- number. Okay, now I got to look it up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> Marshall eighty one
1: hundred.
2: Hmm. Yeah, look it up, Mark. <laughs> yeah.
1: Eighty one. I don't even know what that is.
2: Yeah, that's uh, power amp. No, oh, it's a valve state. Oh, yeah. I don't. Even, I have no idea what's in it.
0: Yeah, I don't it's know a valve, valve state. I have no idea either. Yeah,
1: wood chips. Wood chips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, Poker chips.
0: Um, someone had asked me earlier what I preferred, whether I preferred the JMP one or the ADA MP one. I like the Marshall better, the JMP one. Oh my God. It's infinitely better. Yeah. The 80, I I actually like the ADA MP one for the cleans, the distortions on it. uh, It's all right.
2: I mean, it had a sound and, and, you know, it was used a bunch, but like I said, in that show, it was kind of the, um, consumer grade right you know uh preamp so to speak it was a it was popular it was not expensive and you know you you, a lot of people had it but it wasn't like the the pro studio gear thing you know
0: right some guys use it like nuno used it and a few other guys yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: but they're also using it to like macintosh tube power amps right (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) yeah Well, you know, know, like
2: the the good stuff, not the new stuff, the old stuff. Yeah, you know, with Michael Wagner producing, you know, it's like, come on, I mean, you know, right? It's a, it's a totally different. I don't actually know what power amp he used live back, uh, back then during that time frame.
0: I know Michael Nielsen. He did a video on it. I forget what he said was used, but, um, so. Bruce, I understand you're a big guitar guy, like collecting collecting guitars.
1: I, I mean, I I don't think I am honestly. I mean, I mean, like I have a functional collection, you know, just that have sort of emerged strictly out of function. I have fantasies of guitars, and a couple of them I bought just because, like, yeah, like I had to have this. I mean, I mean, I had to. I couldn't die till I got one of these, you know, a fifty five uh, special, Come but here. but um sort of a couple of those, but I just did, if, if you look at it, a collection, there's massive gaps in my collection. So I just have stuff that, that, that kind of, you know, get the job done for, for what I do, you know, certain acoustics, you know, smaller bodies and large bodies and um, some hollow body electrics and um, you know, so, yeah, so. And electros. Yeah. 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 You know, the sounds that there are certain things that I've come to feel comfortable like doing or the sounds that I like, and, and then, then there's also stuff that you as a working guitar player, you have to be able to cover stuff, and so mm-hmm. um, guitars that do that. But um, I mean, I I would. What like are you to
2: playing th- with, Foreigner?
0: Les Paul, it's, right? Uh,
1: I play, um, yeah, of course, Les Paul. probably mm-hmm. half the night. A couple 335s three, um, fives, and some Nash Tellys and Strats. Oh, cool. Those, those. Uh, I mean, yeah, they sound great. They, I mean, they look even cooler than they sound. <laughs> um, and you know those are, you know, they're not cheap guitars, but it's it's like you can take two or three of those out, and, and, and if they, if one breaks, you know, it's like I'm not gonna have a heart attack. Um, I could replace it. You know, I could replace yeah. it. Um, they're really great guitars. <laughs> yeah, very but
2: they ball. won't break.
1: And they look. So you could
2: you good. could throw them across the stage, and they wouldn't break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they do, I, mean, I mean,
1: they're just yeah, repl- they're replicable. Uh
0: uh-huh. Now I really seen, mostly
1: Gibson's mostly mostly Gibsons, really.
0: yeah. I was going to say you have a your a gold a gold top and a, a custom a black custom, right? That I
1: yeah the I'm gold not. top kind of stays here and the custom I play out. Um, and the gold top is a guitar that I that was my first Les Paul, my fantasy Les Paul. There was a store in L.A. Um, started I think in the '70s in a small place uh, off Laurel Canyon, on Laurel Canyon. Uh, in the valley and uh, then they ended up becoming like one of the biggest most renowned music stores ever uh, um, called valley arts guitar right
3: nice.
1: and um it was the me- la was a, a mecca of guitar players rock guitar players you know in the in the 80s for sure yeah. and 70s, 70s and 80s and uh the store serviced them and everybody else and so i remember man i saved up 50 bucks a week on and right away. I, there was this gold top and i just it was up in the top you know over three you know, three rows high and uh so that was my first Les Paul. I still have it. It's like really my main les Paul. Seventy-six. <laughs> not exotic, but um it's it's definitely me. Right.
2: right. Love wow. it. That's a good yeah. era though. I mean it's so wait, so seventy-six. It can be held.
1: This is not, yeah, gold top, yeah.
2: Okay. I would I was just um Oh, yeah, beautiful, super nice. awesome, classic, awesome. yeah, classic, beautiful. You know, uh, it's funny. I, I, I was just having a conversation with um, John Sykes, uh-huh. and and uh, and and I was asking about that famous guitar that he's had since you know, way back, then Lizzie, all the you know. All the stuff he's done over the, the black, years, the black, the black, yeah, the black yeah. less and so uh, he uh, he told me some interesting things about it. Uh, so it's it's uh, so for, I guess it's from the right era, and I looked this up afterwards. So it's a custom, uh, so it's an ebony board, it's a maple cap, and it's a but it's a maple
3: neck. Hmm.
2: Well, under under that and that and that era after seventy, I think five. Was when they started doing that, yeah. Mine's and um, and and it's also weighs like twelve pounds. Yeah, it's also really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I you know I started thinking about that and I'm like going, oh, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Mm, maple.
2: He had a very yeah. cutting tone, and 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 with the maple neck, it's going to be a more cutting, punchier tone. The maple cap, the ebony board, all that is going to just and heavy it's going to cut right it's right. not going to be like soft squishy les paul right. it's going to be sense. that that cutting thing and i and yeah. i was just oh i get it yeah
1: <laughs> right cool it's funny i have a i have a that, that's a 76 pulled like top and then i have a 76 burst which their serial numbers are not that far apart and man that the burst is i haven't weighed them i should i need to do that it's got to be i would it feels like two pounds more yeah a, there you know I don't know what was going on at the time. I I think quality control was probably not that they sucked, but there wasn't a lot of meticulous oversight at that
0: point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. What year is the custom that you have?
1: uh, It's a 72. And I got that off the wall at Guitar Center, and I just like, I don't know if I remember going and looking specifically for that guitar, but, you know, that was the thing about Guitar Center in Hollywood, for instance, like in the 90s, I think when I got that in the 90s, I mean, of course you're gonna pay a lot, but if you want a guitar, you can go in there and they'll have 25 vintage SG's. Just they'll have, you could put your hands on a bunch of the exact era of the guitar you want and you can find one that really resonates with you as opposed to just hoping that it's a good one, you know? Um, that was a good thing. You know, That was worth paying for, I, I, I thought. So Anyway that's where I got that last ball it was the neck was perfect for my hand I played, they, you know, they had a bunch of them on the wall and just like do, 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 do.
0: do you prefer so, a fatter neck or a thinner no, neck or?
1: no I've got little short little Irish fingers uh, <laughs> um, too too skinny is not comfortable but um I don't like a big you know V mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of middle uh, 59 you know, 59 burst is kind of like what I'm <laughs>
3: right
2: what <laughs> yeah.
1: you'd like to have yeah yeah it's perfect for my hand not perfect for
0: my wallet but perfect for my hand right and the 58s are are what too fat is that like
1: i thought they were bigger yeah 58s were -hmm. fatter
0: the 59s were kind of medium and then the 60s what were like thinner right thinner
2: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, generally generally but there's no rules i've figured out over the years it, it it's it's like you wound up seeing like oh this is a fifty you know whatever fifty nine and you are like why is this neck so thin on this one and, well, they, you know or like so fat right on this one I mean it, it was like there it was like oh well there's a neck over there let's put that neck on this body here let's get this out the door right and you know the funny thing is years later in production you realize that's what happens there's no thought <laughs> in it it's just right. like well we're out of that neck we still have this one left over from 1958 right. we'll just shove this one on the 59 and we'll right. make a guitar
1: right right and then you get into amps right this
2: is like amps too, marshals and stuff. Yeah. i see right. i've seen routinely you look in the marsh you look in this old marshall it's opened up i'm um, it's in for service and you look at it and you're like wow so they apparently ran out of 0.022 caps, so they decided to put 0.1 caps across the entire amplifier. <laughs> or they ran out of 100K resistors, so they used the next closest, 82K, across the entire amplifier, you know, like in all the stages that 100K was going to be. I'm like, really?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I guess that's why it's, they yeah, weren't why-
2: designed originally to distort Right, so clean. It sounds, you know, it sounds fine. Yeah, distorted, and you're like, wow, it sounds kind of weird, man. (laughs) Oh, I see why. I've I've found wiring mistakes in old amps, you know, where someone just at the factory made a wiring mistake that day, or drank too many beers at the pub in in the afternoon, (laughs) and came back and finished wiring the amp, all screwed up. That's uh, uh, I. I mean, I've seen (laughs) where I'm like, wow, they put that wire in totally the wrong spot. And it's been that way since 1968. <laughs> I no, I, Not that long ago, I ran into this park amp that had this wrong resistor value, blatantly wrong resistor value. And it's been in there since like, like 1972. Wow. And, and no one ever caught it over the years. And wow. and 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 it was uh it was Matt Scannell that brought it in. And uh and he, who has an incredible Marshall collection. And uh he brought it in and he's like, Yeah, man, this amps just never sounded right. And the funny thing is, I worked <laughs> on it before and I missed it too. Wow. And uh and 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 then this time I'm looking at it and just like,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> So wow. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not tech. So what was it? What was the what was the? Um, ingredient? So it
2: was a well. Okay. Well, I'm going to get I'll get techie here. It Do was it. Uh, the um, it was in the cathode follower part of the amplifier, and uh, the first stage of the cathode follower is a, is kind of a gain stage, and normally there's a one k resistor or a eight twenty ohm resistor there, and in this case they put a ten k resistor there. Probably similar to the one K, ten K. They put that there and no one ever really caught it. It would work, it would just be cleaner and it wouldn't be sounding quite right. And right. So yeah, so we finally found it and it's like, wow, there we go. And it made a huge difference. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Huge, huge. Well, I mean massive difference. Yeah, it was like what not not as clean that yeah, it was mm-hmm. was way better
0: but um, i found all
2: sorts of wiring mistakes
0: over the years like that that's amazing that's crazy but it's built by here humans right so it's built by humans so there's going to
2: be errors right right back- remember back- that yeah. remember that when you want it to be built by humans <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was a catch. it's a catch 22 here right right so so i always say this it's like everyone wants it They want to bring production to U S soil and they want to make things here. And, you know, they don't want, you know, machines to do it and they don't want this to do. I Okay. But one, a, it's going to cost more. Your end product is going to cost more B. There's going to be errors because no one is a machine and people make mistakes. And that's, it just happens and it can get through testing. It, it can it, it can it, it, you know for a variety of reasons depending on what it is that was missed mm-hmm. a soldered point on the pot was missed but the wire was on the pod was through the <laughs> hole of the pot and it was making a connection so visually someone missed it but when you tested it, it worked perfectly fine until it gets rattled around a little bit and then it doesn't work anymore right <laughs> you know
3: Amazing. It, it, yeah.
2: it happens. So, I mean, you know, you, you got to remember you can't have everything. You you can't have it be super cheap and have it be made really well you or know, have that, it this, be this, made here or, you know.
1: It's kind of a broader concept, but, it, you know, but you as a, as, a, as a businessman who builds, you know, guitar gear, and, um, you know, people have to acknowledge what you just said, that if you want something like, want well, made in America. You know, I mean, or I want you know, I want cheap oil or whatever it is you want cheaper. You know, or you want it done, you know, uh, in America. I mean, you're gonna have to pay more for it, and people aren't willing to pay more for it when it comes down to it. Well,
0: I mean, money. they they say well, they say they want that, but
1: they then when it comes down do it,
0: to it, they don't want to pay it.
1: You're not. the so pay- well, no.
0: perfect example is you know, I mean, a company like PV, right? Oh. I mean, they used to make all American stuff, and then ultimately they couldn't compete with their products and they had to go overseas because now nothing not the whole that whole
2: everything's gone now there's no jobs left that they used to employ half the town you know and and you see that time and time again i keep telling i tell people i go okay so uh, okay so you want to make your toaster here yeah okay so would you like to pay $300 for your toaster now? <laughs> I'm just like a generic toaster. Like I'm not I'm not saying like anything fancy here. Just a regular old toaster. You want to pay $300 for? Oh, I can't do that.
0: Yeah. It's well, then toaster. you can't
2: you can't make it here.
0: Right. You need like, American
2: workers. But I American. want high wages. I want high wages and this and that. Yes. Okay, well, we can make it here and we can pay okay. high wages, but then you're going to pay $300 for your toaster instead of $80 for your toaster or $60 for your toaster or whatever you're paying now.
3: Yes. Yep. Yes.
2: So, I mean, that's the logistics. So you can't have everything. No. It's an impossibility. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I think $30. people aren't, aren't really tuned into that politically, you know, when they like, you know, demand those kinds of things, you know, they may demand it, um, you know, intellectually or, or like emotionally sure. when it comes sure. down to your wallet, you're, you're not going to want to pay the extra thing for the gallon of gas. Yeah. You're not going to want to do it. Right.
2: That's true. Well, it's someone's like, it's like some, when someone brings up the argument, okay, so your amps cost a lot of money. Okay. So <laughs> let, let, okay. Let, let,
0: let's get into this. So before, can I, before you do, can I just say, yeah. Super Chicks, uh, Super Chat? He says, Cheers, boys. I have a stock 77 custom also with a Maple Neck, T Tops, yeah. Instant Sykes, Percussion. <laughs> yeah, totally get. That tone with the yeah, very yeah. percussive.
2: That would be a punchier version of a Les Paul. I mean, a Les Paul is generally kind of woody. You know, it has that mahogany woody sort of yeah. warmth and stuff. But when you add the maple neck and the ebony board and the maple cap, it's a very cutting, punchy kind Excited. of thing. Yeah. Attack. It's got more attack. It's a tighter attack.
1: Interesting. So in seventy-seven, well, are we still talking about black customs? When did they start making white customs?
2: Do you know the 80s no i think there was some in that era too so if her,
1: it, i wanted it for hers i went absolutely. down this
2: rabbit hole and i started looking it up and <laughs> <I thought laughs> there was also there was also maple boarded customs wow do you remember those where it was a maple neck and a maple fretboard yeah, on a Les Paul. weird it was it an like odd that. bastard stepchild of a Les paul
1: i guess um, i gotta visualize that yeah I remember that Seven, yeah. total
2: '70s thing, you know, yeah, but yeah. but uh, you know, and in in what I know now, I would think mm, might sound good.
1: It might sound <laughs> cool, man. It, right,
2: it, right? it might be that cutting, punchy thing, but it's not going to be that like woody, pick-ups. fat woody thing. It's going to be a different a different vibe, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah right. totally. So yeah. I'm sorry, I don't I don't want to cut you off, Dave. So you were
1: saying- no,
2: no, no, no. I, you know, we were saying, you know, they talk about <laughs> the amplifiers and they talk about it's too uh, expensive. Well, yeah, it's expensive. Okay. So they're made in the USA. Okay. One. Yes. An amplifier costs X amount in parts. Okay. Whatever that amount is. And people look at this like, well, it costs this much in parts and then maybe this much and this much in labor. Okay. (laughs) So let's just hypothetically say this amp, uh, well, I'm any product, any product at all. Let's let's say you have uh, a product that is a three hundred dollar product. It costs it literally in labor, and I'm not saying the amps cost that. Obviously, they don't. But let's say any product you have labor and parts, and it costs three hundred dollars. Okay, so well, it only costs three hundred dollars to make. Okay, but. <laughs> You have to understand that this is a business, okay? Theoretically, yes. That labor of one person and that all those parts add up to three hundred dollars. Okay, correct. That is that is a correct statement. But at this company, you also have um, someone that handles sales that has a salary. You have an accountant at the company that has a substantial salary the the sales guy has a substantial salary you might have a if it's a big enough company you have a production manager that is kind of handling ordering parts and things and and he has a substantial salary you might have several techs that have to tech the product that have decent salaries you know like you then also have marketing expenses. So you have videos to make of this product. You have all this stuff to make you have the building overhead, air conditioning, the air conditioning, the the power, you have the insurance for a large company, which is not super cheap. Yeah. So you have all this stuff. That all is factored In and price. peripheral, peripheral people. You have people that package the stuff. You oh. have people that put it on the pallets. You know, you have people that ship it out, you know, all of that has to be factored into what that product actually cost.
3: Yeah.
2: But then it costs that much. Then you actually need to make some profit on that. Yeah. Dave likes as, to- as, as your company, as your company, you have to have a profit. And then that goes to a store. And the store also needs to make a percentage of the profit. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. old days, you also had a distributor shoved in the middle. So you also had that cut. So if you take into factor all that stuff, that's why the product costs what it costs. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Right. Um If you're a guy out of your garage and a one-person operation and you sell direct only and you're a small little company, okay, you don't have all those overheads, but you also don't have all the support behind it either.
1: Mm-hmm. so this, uh, you, you know can't produce if you want an amp like in a month forget it you know like get in yeah you
2: office. you can't produce it like that you know like you know <laughs> bruce if you called me up say hey, i need two new amps for this tour we need another back line or something yeah. you know yeah. i can i can produce that within a week for you 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 can have the amps or we have yeah. them and you're gonna have them now yeah you know? so yeah. and then you know then you gotta you also gotta think there's warranty stuff on this if something goes wrong, you you offer X warranty, whatever that is, and, and you, give, you have you to also tubes. you also have to warranty these products so stuff comes back, and you're paying people to repair this, or you're you're doing it yourself, or yeah. so there's a lot involved with the whole mechanism of anything that's made. I'm, I'm talking, we're talking from a Coca Cola can, you know, to the beer that we drink to the, everything. Yeah it's all the same operation it's the same yeah. thing so you know people wonder why this cost this and this costs that that's the reason right, right. here nobody gets rich from the amps no <laughs> and I don't I don't care if you think it's expensive but I, let me tell you costs costs have been going up through the roof lately yeah uh, especially within the last year with covid and everything uh, let me uh, let me tell you just everything everything's harder to get. I can't get it fast enough. Is as, as yeah. it used to be. The lead times on things are way long, and they doubled the price. Yeah, because it's harder to make for them because of COVID issues or people or COVID sicknesses or or the fact that it's just because of COVID, and they decided to raise the price,
3: <laughs> which, which
0: which I think actually exists. That's probably you know? yeah. There's some element of you know, that. It's like oh yeah, we could do this now. Okay, let's do it. I remember back in two thousand eight, like uh before that, company parties used to have like, or at least my company party, they would have like you know an actual company party and people with their spouse. <laughs> there you go, time for drink. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> they would pay for the spouse to come and stuff like that. And then once yeah. like the recession hit, or like you know the shit hit the fan in two thousand eight. Uh, yeah. And it was like an excuse, an excuse not to do any of that shit anymore.
1: Right, right, totally.
0: And, and, no and now, <laughs> no one's done it since. And and now, forget about it. Yeah, forget about yeah, it.
1: Now. That, maybe people be so freaked out and hungry to do that, maybe they'll they'll even like spend the money to get that back together. Like
2: twenty twenty two. Are you? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, are you kidding? Like, when tours start up again? Oh yeah, oh you're God. gonna see record sales of fucking tickets. You're, I mean, it, it's going to be so crazy.
1: No, I, I, I was, I, I still kind of question, like, you know, how much disposable income because people, have, a lot of people, have taken a hit. Uh, you know, because of unemployment, you know, for employment and stuff. But I, I think that's probably going to be true, man. You know,
0: no, people are itching to uh, get out.
1: Yeah, I think people are going to freak out. They're going to freak well, out.
0: Well,
2: you know, I, I thought that too, out. and I, th- I think there is a lot of people that were hurting and stuff during this time, obviously, and I, and I feel. <laughs> Um, I feel for all those people and all the, the touring professionals and stuff that have been vastly hit hard with all of this. But, man, I got to tell you, business is, business for um, gear, us for gear, is crazy busy. Like record, <laughs> really record numbers, record numbers of people picking up guitars and buying guitars and stuff. And I, frankly, I, I just keep thinking, well, people are home. They're bored. They're not going on vacation. They're not doing anything. And they're just like, I'm going to buy a guitar. Cause I want it. Yeah. And, you know, as long as that they haven't been truly impacted horribly by this pandemic. Right. Um, you know, I think I even find myself doing it. It's like I just go online. It's <laughs> like it mean, feels good. Like that blonde bandmaster looks really cool. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that's sorry. a good. I mean, that's a really good All indicator right. because not, I mean, not only are they doing it just out of boredom, but it just means that people re- sort of like have the time to indulge their passion. And if they're mm-hmm. still passionate about buying guitars and amps, that's fucking yeah. great.
2: I love it. I think not it's really? great. I mean, I mean, you know, the the vast majority of people that purchase any product from a company uh, are not professional musicians, right? I mean that that that, that the professional musicians are like you know, tiny, right. tiny little percentage of your business.
1: Of yours is, it, is that the case with you too?
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of professional musicians using our gear, but I mean, to be honest,
3: the, bulk of the, the show, vast majority
2: amazing. of everyone is is. A, a hobbyist guitar player or or a, a part-time guitar player. He plays, you know, he makes money at his job, but he buys a, a cool amp and he plays in a cover band or something, but you know, and he uses the cool amp in the cover band, but, you know, it's just but he loves it, you know, and that's fine. That's and amazing. That's,
1: that he's, that's awesome. He, this guy's not going to guitar center and buying like a $300 Fender amp, you know. They're no. buying your amp. That's like yeah. amazing, man. Yeah? I
3: think that's
1: yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I, and I that think that's great. That's cool. I, I don't,
2: I, I'm not, I, it, this is, this is the way it's always been. Really. It's like your professional clients are a small percentage and you're, um, you know, the vast majority of everyone that buys this kind of gear or any music gear is, is a hobbyist or a part time or a semi-professional musician, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or even totally hobbyist, you know, like
0: not, not a professional musician. Right. right. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of gap. Got- I just people. love it. Yeah, it's yeah, great. That's cool. Uh James Maxwell, thanks for the super chat. Just received my Noho 24 using the Sweetwater affiliate link. Oh, yes. Oh, that- yes. Yeah, thank you. you. It's it is amazing. I have a lot of nice guitars where that this one beats them all. Thank you. Well, thank you for the super chat. And I'm glad you like it. That's and great, the sweetwater man. link. You are mm-hmm. a true uh true gentleman. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that uh Noho 24. I, I uh I saw them in person at uh the Sweetwater Gear Fest. They were and Nam. They were great, really cool guitars.
1: What's the configuration of that?
0: That
2: is a uh, primarily a uh, well, it's two humbuckers, but it's it's, it's a 24 fret guitar.
3: Right.
2: So um uh, generally speaking, it has a maple cap on it, so it's like kind of pretty or not. So we've also done some really cool ones that are a relic version of it. Right. So uh, one of my friends who does a lot of clinic stuff with a Sammy bowler, he, um, he had one, he had the first one that was done like this where it was a, a, a vintage white painted uh, guitar, but it's relic. So, it's reliced and there's a maple cap underneath it with almost like a gray black finish on the maple cap so it's worn away and you see the maple under it oh nice and so and like what would I, what I, we always said was man i love the fact that we painted over this maple top and <laughs> 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 yeah. that guitar was insanely popular with people they were like oh my god that's amazing you know, I, and yeah when, and, he, saw,
0: when he, he had it at nam and everybody was like oh i want that if yeah
2: want it, that. It, it was particularly cool looking and the fact you i just like the fact that you painted over the maple ca- the, the flamed maple cap yeah. you know <laughs> that, that's just that's just like uh, so is it like a
1: double cutaway like what is it it's a double
2: cutaway what? strat kind of thing like you know like you remember like you know like remember the old anderson drop top guitars and things like that yeah, right sure you is. know like a maple top guitar bent top and and yeah. but it's a 24 fret so it's a little more of a, a, a you know like a lead guitar player shredder kind of yeah guitar yeah. but uh with kind of vintage aesthetics to it too mm-hmm. yeah. and uh it's yeah. super
0: cool that's dig cool
2: it. you know uh, dig it.
0: jay custom thanks for the super chat any opinions on the old Marshall solid state heads? I just know 1988, 150 yeah. watt, no. 3315. Not much information about them. I have not familiar with them.
3: Uh,
2: generally not known to be great. But then again, I I'll never say it's not great because it doesn't mean that you can't make it great. Uh, I've uh, you know I've said this before in my career. I have seen people come in with the weirdest stuff that you look at and you go, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. And then you hear them play through it with whatever pedals they have or this or that, and it's a fantastic tone. You're just like going, oh, my God, that's great. You
0: know? <laughs> what happened? You, come, you coming in twice?
1: I got to come uh, in again because my battery's about to die. I'm going to bail on this one, okay?
0: Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cheers. No problem. He's coming in again. He's coming back in. Bro, there he so- is.
2: There we go. There we are. Okay, continue, Dave.
0: Oh, that's almost better, actually.
2: The iPhone. <laughs> what it's is that, real? your phone? Is it a new new
1: iPhone? It, my iPad is newer than my phone.
2: Oh, but what 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 phone is it?
1: Uh, it's it, It's like a, I don't know, it's a year old. <laughs> so the iPhone what? I don't even know, like 10, I don't know. 11,
2: okay, it's a 10. It looks better.
1: <laughs> that was even better. It looks better. <laughs> that's. It's definitely, my, my iPad is brand new. That's and sounds better fucking hell okay. yeah it looks better and
2: sounds. it looks clearer and sounds better do I look, do I, you know I, look I often think this i i have an old iphone 8 and I, I and i often think i'm like going you know what i'm just gonna get the newer ones and yeah. i'm gonna just do the goddamn shows from the fucking phone
1: <laughs> well god man i mean do i look younger and hotter
0: yes yes oh. much more attractive
1: okay yeah. all right carry on with your story i'm sorry to have to do
0: that <laughs> i don't even know what i was
2: saying um uh,
1: <laughs> I, I forgot.
2: It oh, sounds better too. That's the crazy
1: thing. <laughs> well, this is this is a gear show, so it's just that we're talking about like you know,
2: it's better gear. You just well, put better gear in.
1: I, that's I'm I'm actually kind of unpleasantly shocked. Why would that be, man? Anyway, and yeah, I'm the, the same, the, same the, well, there. the
2: video camera stuff on that on iPhone ten is awesome. So, so I you know.
1: All right. I'll do it. By the
2: it. way, here's a 150 watt head. I you know what to be honest I've never heard one of these amps in my entire life. Hmm. So yeah. I have no I don't know what it sounds like. So um could be cool. Could be cool. I mean, I don't know, it depends on what you do with it. Do something cool with it. Put a fuzz <laughs> pedal in front of it. I don't know. Yeah. See what it sounds well, like. That can't
1: hurt. I don't yeah. I don't
2: know what I don't know what your vibe is. I don't know what your um you know what what you do.
0: So Didn't Billy Squire play through a solid state marshal? I thought he played through a no, like a real no, that's no good old marshals. Frank Levi worked on,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact,
0: Neil Geraldo was telling us about that,
2: yeah, yeah. I was a big, huge uh, during that early era, Billy Squire that was that was awesome. I remember being a kid and watching um, some videos of this live concert. So early on, on like some sort of cable channel that we had that had music um, really early on, bef- you know, almost before the MTV generation, you know, and um, it was a whole live concert. I remember Jeff Golub and him, and they're just on this yeah. they're just on this stage. It's like the dark stage is all the half stacks behind them. And, and it's just fucking great. Just just Classic. killing it, C- killing it. Yeah killing it and uh you know and then you know later on he did that song sort of ended his career
1: Yeah, it was the video not the song was that yeah movie. the video dancing oh, yeah. around That's in
2: the cool. in the pink uh tank top uh, that was a uh, that literally was a very bad move
1: oh <laughs> wow i can't believe that guy i mean he had murdered that guy because That guy did crush his career. His
2: Squire, It crushed the career, and 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 you know, they were great. They were great back in you know.
0: Oh, we lost you. He must have come back. Yeah, but um, no, they were a great band. I mean, that
2: killer Marshall tones, just like vicious. If you listen, even you listen to those early Billy
0: Squire records and stuff, and man, it's awesome sounding. It actually, some of the tone was very, and the playing was very reminiscent of Zeppelin, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and you know, and Billy was a, a good guitar player, actually. You know, he wasn't just the singer that was just, like, this fluff guy, you know. And Jeff Golub was an amazing guitar player. Um, So, you know, they knew what they were doing.
0: Right. 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 What happened to Bruce? I don't know. We're on our lonesome now, people. I wonder if his battery died on both. Both devices, <laughs> uh, I hope not. I don't know. And uh, let me let me message him. I only have his email address though. Uh, Doesn't he have a power supply? Well, it may take him a minute to charge it back up, maybe. Um, hmm. Oh, here's his email address. Okay, let me email him. Uh, what
2: else we got here? I'm looking. Oh, Jeff Galler. Rest in peace. Yep. absolute, Absolutely. He's an amazing guitar player.
0: I'm just messaging him. Um, yeah. I think there were a few questions for you. Wait. Did he write me? I just got an email. Nope.
2: Uh, Here's one. G.W. Okay. Thurmon said... Tone Talk Dave, who are your favorite of the new younger rig builders? Bruce Watson. Bruce is back.
1: <laughs> Can't explain Oh, it.
2: Bruce Houston. Houston. Bruce Houston. Watson. Bruce Hoots- <laughs> oh, Watson. Watson. <laughs> Watson. <laughs>
1: what <are you> like? <laughs>
0: Bruce Watson. Dude, you crack me up.
1: Uh-oh,
0: what happened?
2: Oh, he's losing it. Uh, so Let's anyway, let me, while he's okay, he's kind of coming back. Maybe you're not? a little glitchy, but okay. What? Little glitchy. I can hear you. Yeah. So yeah. GW Thurmond Thurmond said, <laughs> um, who are your favorite new younger rig builders? Are there that many younger rig builders? Yeah, really? That's what I have to say. Real la hard. sound design exact tone solution uh, uh, exact tone solution i know uh, barry in nashville and they do some good work down there um david la sound design that's he's not really younger uh you know maybe been doing it less amount of time uh and i have no idea who is a million audio is never heard of him.
3: Hmm.
2: so um I don't know. Here, here's the thing about rig building that you have to remember. You're paying for the expertise of the rig builder. Yeah. If, if, if they're a young rig builder, there is no expertise. Yeah. Uh, um, expertise comes with years and years and years of doing it. So, um, I, I mean, that's basically it.
1: So true,
2: man. So true. It's years and years of doing. It's just like, it's just like you know. Do you go, you know, to the new doctor, or would you rather have the doctor that's been doing this for you know twenty years? You know, I mean, that has seen a lot of cases and stuff. Do you know? Do you go to the brand new surgeon? Would you like the (laughs) brand new surgeon to operate to, or the one who's done a hundred thousand cases already? Right, I think the hundred thousands cases probably, as long as he's not too old.
1: <laughs> so that that goes to when, I, when we first started chatting about when I had this idea of how I wanted to like lay out my studio rig, mm-hmm. and I with this stuff drawn on paper. You know, I mean, it wasn't ridiculous, but it still there were a lot of holes in maybe some logic of the routing and stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I mean, I can't. It, mm-hmm. We started off the show talking about how you instantly were able to see the holes in my, you know, the gaps. I'm like, well, what are you gonna do about this? Yeah. One? Like, oh, I didn't think about that. And, um, so do you want me to, sh- want me to show you what each people, what you did? Because it's not, it's not that simple. It's, it's pretty cool actually.
2: Sure. I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't remember yeah. what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's been, I mean, how many years ago was this? I did this now It had to be five, had, six.
1: Uh, was it be pre-four? Um, well, more than five or six.
2: Ten um, <laughs> could be. I don't know if it was before <laughs> or after. I don't know, but yeah. not
1: fifteen. How's that? It wasn't fifteen years ago. It wasn't fifteen. I mean, I didn't clean anything up here, but um, I just I would say that my my I was working in a way that I was doing a lot of on the fly. Like I had a producer or some composer sitting here with me, and we'd have an I'd have an idea for a sound. And I would start from scratch with every, you know, every setup. It would result in something good. But the stress for me, while my employer is sitting in front of me, um, while I'm patching together five or six different elements of a sound that I'm 80% sure is going to work. But there's always like every once in a while, you'll spend a bunch of time hooking something mean, up, going for a sound. And it's like, just eh, not really working. You're like, really? you, just, you know, it's, it doesn't feel good when you're wasting, you know, the time. Yeah, sure. So, um, so I, I had this thought: if I, I had routes that I, in my mind, wanted to have at a at a, at a the flip of a switch, or already in place. So, so w- one thing I did was I had I wanted to have combos where with one hit of a button I could have them all on at any point. Um, not com- I, I can combine them, but um, I'm trying to flip the screen around. I can't. Okay. So anyway, I have four different combos in here which at any point um i can click them on and that's just the back end that's the tail end of the chain can you guys see that hey there's yeah. the imperial yeah yeah man that's you that's because of you mm-hmm. there's a silver tone so what each thought,
0: each amp each of the combos are are mic'd each was mic'd, and
1: ready to go they have their own designated um mike pre and so it's just all instantly in the pro tools way to go mm-hmm. uh, and so that's i have four combos then there are four outputs that go to heads, which, to be honest with you, I'm not really using heads. I'm just using combos, but that also allows me to be really super flexible with um, other other chains that I can set up before a session. Or, um, and I have one one pre-designated. I don't know if you can be able to see this. I wish I had more light. I have a little tiny micro Marshall that has its own little channel. Um, <laughs> can you see this guy right here? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, it's going through a PVC pipe. And at the end of that is an SM57. So oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh wow. So th- I found that was like that was a sound that I was hooking up a lot, but it would take like a minute to do. So I, I just designated one path to 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 have just the stupid little micro marshall. And nah. the you know, so it's it's well, after I've done like two or three four guitar parts and you're looking for something else to fit into the mix in a space that hasn't been taken up yet. That Mm -hmm. instantly fits, you know, and it doesn't sound necessarily like a little amp through a tube. It sounds just, it's just, it's filtered, you know, so that it has a special spot in the mix. So um, anyway, I just thought it was so, Dave, that was, this speaks to going to someone who has experience where I had these ideas and these thoughts, but to put into a rig that actually works, you know, and like, uh, it's, I wouldn't want to go to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. It it just wouldn't have happened, you know?
3: Yeah
2: yeah i mean that, that i mean that's the thing i mean um years and years and years of doing it you see certain things over and over and over again and you you have acquired a set of knowledge where it's like yeah that won't work why won't that work well because of this it won't do it, it won't it won't work these two don't play well nice with each other because right. of this right. you know and and frankly at this point i feel like i've seen almost every weird scenario that exists i mean i'm not saying i haven't seen it all but because everyone's inventing new new products and so we get new 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 weird issues um but um it just comes with experience man it just it just comes with experience and and it's like do you want your rig to be laid out by someone that hasn't had that experience or do you want it to be laid out by someone that really has a long track record of working with tried and true professional guitar players that have, and have been doing it for the last Jesus Christ, how long have I been doing it since like probably 1990. Right. So uh, it's a long time. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: It's 30 years, you know, of, 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 of doing rigs, rigs and a seeing here and seeing everything, you know, you can't rush so, that experience. And you, I mean that you, I mean, there's people that will make a rig and they'll do a great job. Yeah, they know, you know, they can get through the ground loops and things like that. But there's a there's a concept behind it all. There's things that you you know because you know after 30 years,
1: like a particular your your idea with
2: these fuzzes that won't work within this touring rig. Because you're going to have these wireless units and this stuff and that stuff. And and, and it's just, yeah, can we so use something else? Stuff? And to get by with this tone for you, this, can we use this boss fuzz instead of your fuzz face uh, for your foreigner touring rig? Because, you know, or I'm just stating yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, because the boss fuzz will work with the buffer and everything else. And right. no, it's not quite as cool. And no, it's not quite as great. But can you deal with it for the, the five seconds you're using the fuzz? Yeah. 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 And, and generally speaking, the answer is, well, yeah, it's fine.
3: Right.
2: It's, it's, it's fine. I can I can deal with that, you know. Right. Um, Otherwise, it's a whole complicated. Mess well, well, you have to.
1: Well, it won't work.
2: When right. fuzzes come, come down to fuzzes and touring, it's a problem. Yeah, unless so, you're plugging right into the fuzz at the pedal board, yeah. and you're not using wireless, to, uh, you know that this is. Right. And going, rarely going in a, in in like you know in your situation with foreigner, let's say, uh yeah, that doesn't work. It yeah. just doesn't doesn't work.
1: Why? Can, can you, you know, is, is it worth saying? Why, explaining why that doesn't work.
2: Well, fuzzes don't, fuzzes don't. Fuzzes don't. Uh, like buffers in front of them generally speaking because they're very reactive to the the volume knob. So like I'm sure you probably own, you own a fuzz face, right? Of course, right? No,
1: I don't have um, a fuzz face. No.
2: Uh-uh. No? no. You got other fuzzes though.
1: Yeah, I've got some good fuzzes,
2: yeah. That are fuzz face like. Yeah. So when you roll down the volume on, on a yeah, plug guitar plug straight into a fuzz, what does it do? It gets this sparkly, cool glassy sparkly, sparkly thing, right? Yeah. yeah and literally. then you pull it up and it's this yeah. roaring, Pilly, roaring yeah. falling over itself, breaking
1: fat. Yeah. It's amazing. Flubbing
2: out tone. Yeah. Which we love.
1: Yeah.
3: Both
2: of those tones. But but, but right. when, you, when you roll it off a little bit and then it cleans it up a little bit it makes it a little more manageable, you roll it down more, it's even sparklier. Yeah. So the buffer takes all of that away. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there, there's a connection between the guitar and the fuzz that kind of has to be there. Yeah. There are some things you can put between the buffer and the fuzz to sort of get some of that back, but you never quite get exactly it back. Um, so it depends on what you need to do. If you really need to do that, you're going to be tethered to a guitar chord to your pedal board right. on a large stage. So you're not going to be able to go out on a ramp or anything like that it's not you know you're not going to be able to wander around right uh and you can do it then that's fine i mean you can put a buffer after that stuff and drive the cables back to your amps far away and that that'll be fine um so it just depends on the application and this is where the rig builder comes in you know this is where this is where uh Tell me what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the here's what we have to do. Can you deal with this situation? Can you deal with that? You know, right? So, you know, years of experience. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, False nine, false nine. Thank you for the uh, super. One video killed the radio star. (laughs) <laughs>
2: but squire was awesome man though no, it was he was i swear to god these videos i remember them distinctly i don't know where they were from but this was a live concert that i had on video t- or Betamax at the time
0: so, yeah yeah that's so is it the old gray whistle test it might be an old gray whistle test show oh man i don't, I don't know. know all i know is
2: at the time there was an early uh cable variant that we had in michigan called on tv right. and on tv had a, a channel on its you know early, this is early this really isn't even cable it's kind of cable and uh on tv it, there's one channel on it that played all these concerts and shows and stuff so my friend growing up used to tape all these like all these concerts like there were tons of them. man he still has them to this day Wow, and uh uh he runs a guitar store in detroit now called motor city guitar um
1: wait a minute okay that's another discussion okay go ahead what well i don't know i think i know i think i've been there anyway yeah you've been there Think i think it rings a bell man
2: yeah motor city guitar it's a it's a it's a cool you know independent music store that's probably one of the largest stores in the uh uh, detroit area uh it's uh, it's suburbs of detroit um and um i grew up with him marty my he was my brother growing up so to speak i didn't have a brother but he was my brother and uh he has a wonderful store probably the biggest pedal selection of any store i've ever seen in my life wow like you walk in you see the pedal counter it reaches across almost the entire store (laughs) and every crazy pedal you'd love it bruce Every crazy pedal you've ever seen in your life, you'd just be like, ah, oh,
3: fuck. <laughs> I love that. What I
2: know. Let, me, let me try that. Wow. <laughs> you That's know, so everything awesome. you could ever imagine. It's I a, it's a cool, um, cool store. And the funny thing is he always, um, there's secret things at the store, the secret vintage stuff at the mm-hmm. store that he doesn't put out that he's collected over the last um 30 plus years that he has and that he's not really actively selling but he might sell.
3: Hmm. You know, it's just <laughs> yes. a- a-
2: asking the right questions. If you know someone if you know someone maybe there is a guitar floating around in the uh, storage room upstairs that uh, a- a- apparently there's a whole storage room and it's filled that. to the top like guitars just stacked up to the top. And he almost doesn't remember what's in there.
1: Oh my god! Oh. What a joyful he, place brought, he
2: brought. He brought a few guitars out that I looked at. And I'm just like going,
1: "Oh my god! Wow!" <laughs> like with That's tags
2: awful. on one with tags on it, because oh he god. over the years he you know someone some old some old lady would come in with a guitar and it's like my <laughs> husband owned this and it was under the bed for thirty years,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: and you know. And he'd give her a fair price, but uh, you know, and not rip her off. But yeah, but he would buy it up over the years. And you know, over the years, a lot of those are cheap, and now they're not. Right. You know, over the years, you know, oh, I'll give you twenty five hundred dollars for it. Now the guitar is worth thirty thousand yeah. dollars. You know. Uh,
1: Eventually, they're all going to end up at Joe Bonamassa's house.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Which is Oliver Lieber's old house.
1: <laughs> Was that right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, Did wow. you know that? No, know that.
2: Yeah. Oliver Lieber's house in the uh in the hills. Uh, like- uh, I don't know if you were ever uh privy to that house. Um,
1: the studio there and all that, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, is Joe's house now,
1: hmm. Nerdville? That's Nerdville. That's yeah. Nerdville.
2: Yeah. It was originally sold to um Keith Nelson, I think. For Oliver sold it to Keith Nelson, and the Keith Nelson sold it to Joe.
1: Huh.
2: yeah, Nerdville. Dig it. cool house horrible yeah. driveway <laughs> to get up <laughs> oh my god it's a fucking hellacious driveway really it's what nightmares are made of you might slide <laughs> off the side and die
0: yeah uh we've got a really nice super chat from gary w smith thank you uh fantastic show as, as usual thanks so much for sharing with your fans Dave, I just ordered a hardtail vintage S, my third Freeman guitar. Oh wow, wow. Awesome.
2: hardtail vintage
0: S's are cool. Hardtails a man's guitar.
3: That's
2: <laughs> awesome.
0: The waiting <laughs> is awful, awful, but I know it will be worth it. Killer, man. Good luck with that. Yeah. The hardtails are cool, man. I've I've owned several hardtails, and
2: actually I I really like the hardtails. Um I don't know. I almost like some of my tremolo guitars I almost want to just take the tremolo bar off and just fucking crank <laughs> it down and leave it. It's a, a quasi hardtail. You know what I find interesting with guitars and hardtails is they sound different than with tremolos. Um so even if you crank it down like I like I said, you know. Um the hardtail is definitely a fatter tone for sure. With the strings going through the body like a Tele does, yeah. the Hotel Bridge, it's it's definitely a fatter tone, uh, which is cool. Uh, you have to adjust everything for that a little bit. Um, sometimes the tremolo has a, a tone too, though. Even if you crank it down and you're not using the tremolo, you know it, it has a certain tone. It's a little leaner. Um, so it depends on the tone you're going for, but definitely the hardtail is a fat tone.
1: Dave, right? what percentage of your overall business now is guitar sales, like guitars? Uh, it's not that much. No, yeah. I mean,
2: like on our scope of our business, it's not that much. But I mean, we we make like five, six hundred guitars a year.
1: Wow, man, that's good. Wow, yeah, wow, that's so, a lot of people, you know, there there was, yeah. I have to get you some, Bruce. Dave we'll talk i do it's of those Nashes. i mean i'm not looking for freebies i'm just uh, <laughs> i like to play good stuff
2: yeah you'd like them i mean yeah. like the our vintage t's and our vintage s guitars and things like that you know like they're that you you're doing with your uh, nash stuff would
0: be yeah, you'd That'd you'd dig be, it. it
1: very doable i mean i would i would i would present that to 400 yeah. absolutely <laughs>
0: Mark Lavenish, thank you so much for the super chat. Would you ever make a three-channel wet-dry-wet wet amp with three slots for synergy preamps and three Ooh. mono power sections? Jesus
2: Christ, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he more soon land on Jupiter with a module than...
2: <laughs> okay, here's what you do. So you, you buy a in 2 yeah. and... Oh, three slots. Well, sorry. Okay. Buy two of them. Oh, you, uh, buy two and then you have four slots. Right. By a power amp, and then also have a uh, Fryette power station. We could do a wet, dry, wet rig, whatever you want. It might be four space rack. No, 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 no. Five space rack, but there you
1: go. So, yep. gosh, Dave, in your opinion, would that be something? Is that like a lot? Li- do you think he's talking about a live? application no. or a, stu- a recording application
2: i think he's uh, i i mean i i you know i'm not gonna say I'm but I, I i'm thinking it might be just like a sound good like dream this. a dream rig for yeah. him in his house maybe right. Right. maybe I'm, I'm not saying
1: uh, right you know no, and, and it would be cool it sounds I mean, like, saying saying it what sounds, sounds like great. Right. yeah exactly
2: but um yeah i don't know i'm kind of a big fan of mono big time um and uh you know i don't i don't necessarily think uh well in the studio i mean often you're just printing mono and you're just double tracking and then it's becomes stereo there, there you go, go. <laughs> yeah um so uh oh, what's the new beer
3: That's how do you got so now that,
2: bruce
1: i'm so glad you asked um
2: this we, is we have again, to keep up with the trend of exactly telling what we're drinking.
1: <laughs> um, This is God. It smells so good. So we were kind of bad. Like we established in the beginning of the show that you we all have respect for a classic beer style because yes. they're they're hard to make. I mean it's 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 uh it's it's easier to make something very exciting and you know um, and. And hoppy, you know, super
2: hoppy. And like ridiculously hoppy beyond belief, where yeah, it's yeah, you just, fucking painful. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> like can't drink more than a sip. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so this is an IPA, and it's again by Russian River, which was I started out with my first one from Russian River. This is a very famous beer, Pliny the Elder. Mm. And if you don't know this, um, well, I need that. It's 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 so it, this is what an IPA should be. It's the hops are so when you subtle. get in your when you get in vaccine, Bruce. Uh, there's no plan yet, but I mean it's going to have to happen pretty soon because foreigner has dates booked, and I. am sort of I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> you're invited. Listen, yeah, man, come over, man. I'm I coming mean,
2: over I'm, and having some of the beer.
1: Oh my god, Dave, you just said, hang
2: in the backyard. You said that out
1: loud in front of a lot of people, so you know now I'm going to hold you to it. Well, I'm vaccinated, so I'm done. <laughs> Get on it yeah man let's see then you got to drive back so if i come to the, if i come down to your shop then i'm going to drive back
2: yeah okay well so so we'll flip uh, a coin
1: or we'll do flip both
2: flip a coin yeah at that point you're vaccinated so ubers aren't scary anymore
1: <laughs> i'm not i'm not scared of it yeah <laughs> mask up double mask and you're good double mask in an uber you're fine double mask double <laughs> ipa there you go That's this is great. amazing i mean I have to tell you this.
2: I don't Bruce think. and I have been actually talking about having a beer for a long fucking time, and we haven't done it actually in it's, person, uh, other than on air now. But it's true, uh, man. It's true. You know, so like true. we should actually do this at this some point in time here.
1: Well, this I think maybe COVID brings into focus the things that you do want to do, and you know,
2: yeah, okay. and I want to do that because that would yeah. be fun. I want to do, do that. Who cares? We'll we'll raise the deal. good. I'm I'm good. okay now. I don't really give a shit now. So I mean, like <laughs> I wear a mask, but I don't really care now. Right, right, <laughs> even if you're not vaccinated, I'm okay.
1: Yeah, I've been I, I, I so careful, man, that I you don't have to worry about me. You know,
2: we I don't do go it. anywhere. I, I haven't gone anywhere this whole time, and now I'm vaccinated. <laughs> 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 so.
1: Have you? Have you? Do you physically go into? I mean, you're still going into your shop, right?
2: No, not always. Um, So I work half at home and half in the shop. So it depends if I have to meet someone to pick something up or drop something off or things like that. I'll go into the shop. If I'm working on amps at home, I don't go in the shop or I or Jamie works in the shop. Jamie got vaccinated, too. All right. So um he uh, he he had his first one, so he hasn't had a second yet. But um, he'll be working on some rigs or some things, wiring stuff that I design or do stuff like that for. And then I'll be working on amps at home sometimes. Or we've separated our shop in two parts now, so like we can work on two sides of the room. It's kind of crazy, but it's yeah. it's but it works out good so far. Know, so I've been going in more now lately. Yeah,
1: um, I, I think we're easy. I, I mean, this is this is going to be behind us, man.
2: I hope so. Yeah, frankly, I do. I do like sitting at home working on amps, though, because I'll stare out this beautiful. I have a window. I, I like in this room. I have actually behind me are amps that are to work on. Like that's why this stuff stacked up. And and to the right of me is another uh, like a bench, and that stares out windows oh, towards yeah. my pool. Oh. So, um. Uh, I can quite quite the pool's a little far away. I can't quite see the whole pool, but um you know, on a nice day, you open the window and you're sitting there on a bench and you're working. Yeah. Frankly, it's kind of nice. It's just like kind of quiet and you kind of kind of focus without anyone bothering you right. or no one talking to you and you you're getting stuff done.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. More productive. Um yeah. slightly more productive, yes, than at the shop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah where someone's bothering you like Pete Thorne. <laughs> Your neighbor <laughs> Pete Thorne coming out coming out and like going, "Hey, what's going on? What you doing?" Blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, "Uh, I'm working." Well, no, I like talking. You know what? Frankly, any kind of interaction is nice these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're like start shooting the shit with the, you know, the UPS guy.
1: "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, you got you got some new tennis shoes there. Those are nice." Eh? Close. you know I, I
2: got a really cool actually fedex guy that that that's that's my guy right so when when he um he was our, our normal guy and 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 he would pick up at our shop every day right so we had a scheduled time and they'd pick up and uh so when the pandemic happened and everything was like we were shut down and closed and most of the time and this and that and then i got to talking to him and and i saw that he He was also delivering in my, I lived right down the street from the shop, right? So he was delivering in my neighborhood, too. (laughs) And 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 like, we got to talking, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, if you want, I can just pick up the packages at your house. And instead of at the shop, he goes, here's my phone number. Just text me when you need a pickup.
1: Wow, man.
2: And I won't come every day to the shop like I was because to stop, it's a, you know, you're stopping for no reason because it's closed, you know, and I won't come every day to the shop. I'll just come when you require me to come. Oh, man. And I'm like going, yes. Win, win, man. You're my, you're my buddy. So it's Mm -hmm. like, just text me by, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon or something, and I'll pick up either location, whatever you text me. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes it's at the shops, and sometimes it's at my house. Yeah, I put put the package on the porch, and he picks up. You know,
3: yeah,
2: and uh, and and dude, he's great. And 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 then you know, around Christmas time, it's it's like I put a little card out <laughs> <laughs> ah, here, man. You yes. know, and there's a little there's a little something in that. You know, that, well, I didn't say that, but hey. Make sure you open that card. Yeah, don't <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Don't just throw <laughs> that away.
3: You know, don't, don't throw, throw away. that away.
2: Don't be throwing that away, you know. That's and uh, you know, of course now, you know, anything I everything anything I need, it's just like boom, right there.
1: That's It'll so take great. anything,
2: anytime, anywhere, any, you know.
1: Well, and, a a yeah, and do.
2: Fucking mutual, awesome. Mutual yeah.
1: back scratching.
2: Exactly. But, yeah. Well, no, I mean, he went out of his way. Yeah. To I mean, not out of his way, but he he went out of his way to accommodate the new norm for COVID, you know? Right. And and he was going right by my house anyway because he's in the neighborhood, right? So it wasn't a big deal to stop. And if he doesn't stop on my normal street, then it's one less stop there, but he stops there. It's the same thing.
1: But how nice not to feel like, everything is a, is a is a is a an anonymous transaction you know like yeah right
2: super cool i mean i i want everyone to f- ship fedex because it's my guy and the, <laughs> you know yeah. And, yeah. and and like you know and and he's super cool too he goes he goes man this has been hard during this he you know he tells me the you gotta you gotta understand man these sh- these guys that work for shipping companies are f- been fucked this last oh, year yeah because because everyone is shipping everything everything you know you want stuff from the fucking amazon and you want this yeah. and you want that and you want everything yeah. everything is being shipped and yeah. and he goes it's he goes and people are sitting at home and they're deciding to order furniture and stuff and <laughs> they're shipping the furniture via FedEx he right. goes he goes dude i'm delivering furniture half the day off my fedex truck wow. and and he goes and he goes this stuff's not light man <laughs> it's yeah. like you know and he's, he's gonna pack
1: the truck and unload it yeah
2: he's he's like
0: he goes this is this is screwed man yeah yeah and they've shortened all the times on these guys deliveries too because they have to make it more efficient because they have so many more packages so they, they can't well, they're, they're swamped man no i see them del- I, you know i see the
2: poor guys There, you know, you see FedEx truck delivering on Saturday when it's not a Saturday delivery, you know, and you you see, I mean, you see the post office delivering, you know, like, and these odd hours you see, I've seen FedEx on Sunday. I've seen like the weirdest stuff I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like going, that's just because of the volume that needs to be delivered. And, you know, the FedEx guy pulls up in the truck that's rented from Ryder, you know down the right. street and they show up in a rider truck and they're picking up your package and i'm like are you fedex <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, right
1: right you know that gets, that gets a little dodgy for my brain you know but well it gets right. dodgy for
2: my brain but it, it's legit because they're <laughs> literally coming to my house to pick up a package <laughs> yeah. but i see them in just a rental van right. you know, because the the volume is so great so they're dispatching more people yeah. to yeah, to do do the work, you. contractors, and even Amazon too. Right. Um, you know, you have you have random people showing up in a unmarked van delivering your Amazon package,
3: <laughs> right?
2: Or your Amazon van, one of the two. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: and frankly, I buy everything on Amazon.
3: Oh, oh, tons yeah. of stuff. I mean,
2: like, yeah, you know, I need. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I need that. Do they have it on Amazon? Click, click, click. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, click, yeah, they click, do click, Sold. Oh, done. done. Right. Yep. Batteries. I need batteries. Right. Oh, my God. My household needs double A batteries. Right. I okay. need a washer
1: for my door handle.
2: Yeah. Right. I oh, don't know anything. Look, <laughs> they make a hurt.
1: special trip just for your little
2: washer for your door no, handle. No, no. Fuck. No, screw that. I'm, right. I'm all about... um Consol-
1: Consolidating it.
2: Right? Well... I, I look at it like if I can sit down and work yeah. while something is being delivered to me, Yeah, I make out on the end much greater than, right. you know,
0: I drive and pick if, I, if I take
2: it, if it take a half an hour or an hour out of my time to go to target to get something.
3: Yeah.
2: And I can get it delivered from Amazon, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I can
0: make, couple hundred dollars while and i'm
2: it's working
3: yeah
0: that doesn't make sense you know yeah. just, it's just go. the downside of it all though is that there won't be any place to shop yeah it's just you know and no, I, I don't think
2: that i think that's honestly mark i i think i think um your shopping days of going to a store are going to come to an end yeah i don't yeah. think i think you're going to have virtual stores and you're going to shop online and the stuff's going to come to your door and i'm okay with that Except for food. I can't imagine food
0: being that.
2: Good. I order everything I order everything uh, now from really? uh from um uh, you know um
0: I can't with, it? um uh, they deliver instacart. it though. instacart yeah yeah no I I order all the
2: food now from Instacart. I literally go on Instacart and Ralph's and go but click 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 <laughs> You know, I might do it over the course of two days and and put everything in my card, and then I go click okay, and and I have a, a like a monthly subscription to it, so I the service charges are nothing, and um and if I order enough, it makes sense. And dude, I don't have to go to the store. And literally, I, I set my phone next to me while I'm working on an amp that I'm making. You know, three, four, five hundred dollars on modifying and I'm just here's my order right oh yeah no I don't want that I want that okay yeah click 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 (laughs) as it's going down and it seems like a much better use of my time to be
0: working than it is to be going to the store no it makes sense Uh, Equinox yeah fuck COVID we we agree with that yeah yeah, well
2: yeah, yeah, we have to deal with it but you know I think we're on we're Coming out the other side, I do. Th- I do. I'm I feel, I feel that I feel 100% that we're coming out the other side 100%. I mean, in California. I mean, our numbers were shit forever, uh, but our numbers now are, are down considerably lower. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, everything's down. I agree. It's, I and, think we're turning and, the corner and, and and you know, well, Florida and Texas, well, you know, hey, you do know, what you got to do Mississippi, do what you got to yeah. do, and we'll <laughs> see how that works out for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll arc. keep wearing my mask. <laughs> Trust me, I'll keep wearing my mask. You
2: okay. know, and okay, Gavin Newsom. Okay, well, he's you know maybe okay. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, handsome. D- Dave, double he's double, handsome. double masking is is the new norm here, maybe, but um, yeah. Um,
1: well, listen, I, listen, gonna, listen I don't too.
2: shit. I don't care. I'm gonna wear a mask and. Yeah. How fucking hard is that? I, it's not. It's not very hard. It's not hard. It's, it's not, not hard, hard at all. Not, and dude, right. and let's, let's, just, let's just make it. Let's just. I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's it weird. doesn't. It doesn't bother me. And you know what? And I'll. I mean, I hate to say this. All these, there's many people that disagree with the vaccinations and this and that.
0: You know what? There's been vaccinations around forever. Wait, wait. Taco Conk says it worked. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Florida handled it better. You uh, think? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't let's know. let's not get into that. Well, we got uh, we're from California. Okay, hey, let's look at Florida for a second.
2: Florida has a smaller population than California. Right. California has a much larger population. More dense. So a more dense, crazier. If if California behaved like Florida, I believe that the numbers would be. Far more heinous than they they were, um
0: I think. I could <laughs> be wrong. I could be wrong. There Carson. there there's some shit, you know. How dare anyone question the narrative?
2: <laughs> you know, I. I you know, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's
3: funny.
2: <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I. You know, I, I've had had I have had you know my daughter had COVID, um she recovered fine, but she lost all her sense of smell, all her sense of taste. That's not she, fine. Was, she was like a chef. And, and, and like for that, for her to do that is like losing her arm. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and she, she recovered fine. Her boyfriend had it. He recovered a little less fine, but is okay. He was a little worse off. I know I have another friend that, was very 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 i mean he was in the hospital for months and he got out and still on oxygen and stuff and he's really still still fucked up a little bit you know oh man yeah and um worth getting you know i don't know it you know for some people yes it's fine you're good you're great you get through it you're fantastic um it's kind of russian roulette though Do you want to play that Russian roulette? I'm not sure. I don't really want to play the Russian roulette. No. Your kids are young, man.
0: Your kids are not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking that risk for me. No. You know, know. I have a
2: a 10 year old son. I mean, you know, unfortunately, he can't get a vaccine. I wish he could. I'd give it to him. Yep. Uh, You know, um, and and then they're talking about putting him back to school now. Mm. So, how do I feel about that? I don't know. Mm. Um, Although, since my wife and i are now vaccinated i feel less less worried about it but i still don't want him to get it either i just don't want i don't i don't want anyone to have it
0: yeah yeah no i agree uh yeah well back to guitar uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry if this went politically yeah In the wrong direction um I'm just looking for questions because I've actually uh... okay.
1: Well, this isn't political, but it's, I think it's a segue back to to guitars. Oh. You know, uh, th- this has been so hard on crews. Yeah. Oh my God, crews are horrible. horrible yeah. like you know horrible. artists. Artists are in a position where you know it doesn't feel good, but you know you because I think you know. We, we can survive. You made enough
2: money that you, you put some away, you can survive yeah, for I the years. I mean, year. like,
1: you in a position where, you, you know, yes, yeah, it, this is not helping anybody's retirement or thoughts right. of retirement. But, um, you know, no one's losing their houses, I think, if you're an artist. But the, the crews of all the bands that people go to love, that people love to see, they're fucked, you know. And um, I, I just want people to know when they go back to see shows again that, A, everyone's happy to be there. But, you know, these guys, have gone through a lot and maybe some of maybe some guys who were in it had to get out and get a job you know at their families you know yeah absolutely but um it's it's been really really hard on the crews uh of of uh you know entertainers yeah crews
2: lighting crew uh sound crew um production managers assistant production managers assistants uh everyone that was associated with any sort of production of any kind and there is a vast number of productions going on constantly all over the world and uh you know you have plays you have you have just just broadway even you know anything you you have the same thing and um all these people are hurting and uh, and you know, if you see any um, kind of help or anything you can do for it, if you're in a position to help any of these people that have put up uh GoFundMes or different things that uh, to help them uh, with their bills or anything, please do. Because uh, I, I had a, a friend of mine that was Eddie Van Halen stack, Tom Weber, uh, he has a go fund me up because he was going to lose his house. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, I saw that and I was like, oh man, let me give him some money. You know, let me, let me give him a few hundred dollars or $500 or whatever I gave him. Mm-hmm. And
1: well, I uh, so, um, think Dave, thanks for bringing that up. Because if you're a foreigner fan and uh, I mean, our, we have, we have a really great dedicated crew. And, um, but if you go to the foreigner website and you purchase any of the merch um, all of the profit at this point goes to our crew.
2: Oh, that's yeah. awesome!
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll so put anything, a link. I'll put a link in purchase? the uh, video. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, please markonline.com.
2: Well, he'll put the link in the video, so cool. uh, you yeah. know, definitely, yeah. definitely help out with that. Yeah, if you want a T-shirt or something or yeah. or, or anything that you guys sell, yeah, yeah. Uh, please go do that because it's going to benefit all the crew, man, and. Yeah. And you know what, the crew, without the crew, the show doesn't happen. You don't even know. I mean,
1: people don't At know how much that is true, man. That's, it's
2: like, and
1: we, you we don't know even know what to, to do
2: is, what do without the crew.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, they make, they make my personal life so much better or doable even. I mean, I get to, you know, they, they allow me to go out on and, and deliver the music as best I can. Yeah, They're so sure. professional and so great. And, but, but, yet they're in the cracks of this whole thing. Cause you know, they, they get paid when they're working, but you know, it's like, you know, they, they're, they're their employment shut off. There's so many people oh, that have like less employment, you know, but I mean, there, it was like a water spigot just shut off. And, um, they're super smart people, super professional. And, um, it's just, it's hard to see them not, you know, to, to to go through this. Yeah. Well, I yeah, hope I yeah. hope
0: they got some of the stimulus money that's coming. Well, they have. You know, wow. I mean, I Mick
1: Jones. Mick Jones has been very conscious of this, and he's done everything he can. He's and, and he's you know he's he's a very generous person, and but it's still never going to be enough to, to to float somebody for a year. You know. Yeah. So um, if if you can go to the foreigner website, so do you do you have some dates yes, yes. Yes. In, 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 in yes. Yeah.
2: And when. <laughs>
1: Yeah. in florida yeah of course when? hello um i can't remember the exact date uh of the first show but i know we're supposed to go the to summer florida. we are scheduled to go to re- start rehearsing in florida on march 14th march so-
2: holy shit Sorry. that's great can we May.
1: say May? May? <laughs> May.
2: Yeah.
1: March, i'm like
2: wait wait isn't that now yeah is that tomorrow
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's it's so, two days. You know, so I mean, like I, I think I give it, I give it a, you know, it's strong. I think it's a strong possibility that could happen.
2: And I, I, I know the
1: first couple of venues are set up for social distancing. Yeah. So, but the the moment, the very nanosecond that
2: you got to get your vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Well, yeah, that's Wow. True. You got to get your vaccine, man.
1: It's time. I got to start getting it together. But I, kind of hope can find some way to help us out. But um. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure
0: well, someone knows someone to do something.
1: Yeah, because yeah.
0: you're an essential worker.
1: Well, plus I'm almost yeah. sixty-five, so what the? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, and I'm I'm not
2: even anywhere close, but I got mine somehow. So well,
1: maybe if I the more gray hairs I can pull out, maybe that'll that'll do it, man. You know. Like...
2: <laughs> well, you're, you're you're a lot, shall we say, blonder than maybe you once were.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, time <laughs> More marches maybe on. Gray blonde.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went from brown to blue, to peroxide to kind of just, you know, staying light. <laughs> I saw the few fu- I saw the future coming and I embraced it like 20 years ago when I started bleaching my hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you mean. know what? At a certain point in time in your life there, there's a certain point in time that you just have to go with it.
1: Well, what's what's more like what's more
2: days that you were earlier in the show yeah certain point in time in life you, all of a sudden you become i'm gray i'm a, the silver
1: fox <laughs> and nothing's nothing's worse than when you you see somebody who's going completes an aisle you know and they and they think that no one knows and they're
2: 65 years old and they're dying their hair black
1: yeah but, yeah i mean you know you I, just got to do, do to like mitigate it but you know
2: but there's an age, There's 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 the age. Um, yeah. We we. The, you can get away with it for so long, and then there's a point when it, it's just like, yeah,
1: that's starting to look weird.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's starting yeah. to look weird, buddy. Right. That's why it's better to embrace it along the way than going black, black, black until you're 63, and then going, well, fuck it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. That. Exactly.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um hey Bruce, I, I we've we've gone through all the questions I believe. Um so I'm sure to... we missed them, but <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through most of them. Uh, okay. We have all the super chats um covered so Yeah man. Uh, and, and I'm crashing cuz it's getting late for me. Um but I wanted to uh I want to thank you Bruce for coming on. It's great to get to know you. Um and uh I want everybody to check out Foreigner when they Hit the road in May, hopefully. Yeah. Please
2: and go buy some foreigner merch uh, because, the, again, like Bruce said, that benefits the road crew. Yeah. And that is so important for
0: everything, man. Everything. Yeah. This is the link I'm going to please, please do. Yeah. Yeah. True. Buy a shirt, buy some kind of, buy merch. a t shirt, buy something. Are you a foreigner fan? Buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I probably, yeah, do I it. Will, I will go off after the show. I will buy a t shirt.
1: but it, and also we have some episodes that we filmed early in the year of our VIB. Oh yeah, We have some really cool guests, like what you guys are doing here. And, you know, we, we might, we're going to pick that up in in real life in the future. We're going to start going around the country, going back to, to interfacing with people in their cities. You should should make that a,
2: a complete YouTube show. It, it's uh it is. And what it
1: is. Well, Put a big time uh, one, Dave. When we get together for our beer in the very near future, we will strategize. <laughs> I want to be on your level of social presence because you know,
2: you know. Here's the thing, man. That you know, there's the pizza guy, right? The pizza guy that goes around and that can goes one bite pizza or whatever. What's what's his name? Uh, do you know Mark? Do you know what I'm talking about? The guy pizza guy that goes around and he takes one bite of the pizza the slice one slice or something someone will know in a minute here there there there's there's new york guy that goes around all over the country has this youtube show and it's 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 like one one slice or something um and you know he comes out the, the the store the story is he goes you know Gets the slice. Comes out on the pavement, right? This is even during COVID. Comes out on the pavement, takes one bite, you know, and gives his, like, honest opinion. <laughs> he's a total New York, you know, New, uh, New York pizza. guy, right? Complete yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking New York uh, pizza snob. And uh, But he goes all over the country and, like, gives an opinion on the pizza, and you know, like, what yeah. the thing is. Same idea, man. This is a big show. That that that's a big show. That's like makes money, man. And uh and and you know, like that that concept's a good concept. Go around to all the breweries across the United States.
1: Well, we do it. you know what's really it's really great, but also kind of an obstacle is you know, we the guy I do with Michael Bluestein, the keyboard player and Foreigner, mm-hmm. in United, we do this thing. And as much as we adore beer we want to it to be about beer and rock and roll all people want to talk about is foreigner so well so i mean and that's i'm happy to do that but it's it's hard to launch a beer show when people just one want to talk bite about pizza foreign.
2: reviews there we go with dave portnoy i i have not seen that one bite one pizza, pizza that? That. one bite pizza reviews with dave portnoy There we go, go on youtube and watch some of these they're awesome man they're awesome. Really? He goes to pizza places all over the fucking United States, and uh, and you know he gives this quick, honest New York style opinion of this pizza. You know
1: and that's so no cool because it, it doesn't involve any production. Like he doesn't have to interview people. No prep. No man. It's a camera. It's a camera yeah. on him that he's walking
2: out of the pizza place with this yeah. pizza pie, and he takes the fucking bite on the sidewalk. And done. Done. Yeah. But. But you know, the same thing could go for the beer.
1: Well, Dave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Do I'm it. gonna watch this pizza thing, and if it, if it launches, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you like, you know, I'm gonna buy you some resistors and some some uh, zener diode. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you some zener diodes. Oh,
2: thanks. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> How about some right, free? Matt,
1: listen, <laughs> this has been my pleasure.
2: Oh, it's been a great... so. A so, to so hang on a minute, Bruce. We'll, we'll uh, sign off
0: and then we'll yeah. say goodbye. Yeah, we'll okay. say goodbye. Uh, everybody, if we ha- if we didn't get to your question, I apologize. Uh, just can't stay on forever, but I really do appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, our next show is... Let me pull up the schedule so I can tell you that. Um, here we go. Next show is Gilby Clark. Whoa! Uh, on uh, March, 20th. uh, yeah, that'll be a great show. Uh, then April 9th, we've got Bo Hill. Oh, yeah, another old time producer guy. You know, Bo,
2: you know, of him, I,
1: no, I, no, I don't know Bo, but you know, Gilby and I auditioned for Rod Stewart together. Like, oh, so. wow, look at that,
0: that's cool. Uh, and then April 23rd is Billy Duffy.
1: Oh. Yes
0: from the cult and then uh may 8th is dan gower from the uk uh, yeah gower amplification yeah um, and then uh, we've got more coming so well we got we had a bunch of cool ones coming yeah that
3: yeah, I
2: aren't don't have
0: quite to schedule.
2: i'm gonna uh, I, I, i'll actually mention a couple okay yeah wayne kramer at some point in time
3: yeah. yeah.
2: for mc5 that's gonna be fun. Woo, fun awesome. Detroit hometown. I want to hear about the grandy ballroom and all this fucking fun stuff. And uh we got uh Greg Fiddleman at some point in time, Metallica's producer now, mm. uh, and various other people. And um what am I missing, Mark?
0: Uh who else where we do we talk about? I've got uh, Greg Fiddleman Charles Cilia. Charles Celia from cilia
2: Guitars in Australia. Amazing luthier, unbelievable guitars, uh, just crazy. Doesn't get better, really. Is like, city? crazy detail, amazing, like, makes these hollow bodies with maple tops and all this crazy. It's just like maple flame, maple binding, and just like, just wow. it's like, doesn't get better, dude. It just doesn't get better. It's like, it's like the perfection of perfection. Is he in Sydney? yeah uh maybe must
1: be right or he's
2: he's amazing He he's inter. it's interesting because when i first met him uh he's from asian descent so he's an australian that's asian descent which um i it, it just took me back a little bit i'm like going wow okay <laughs> You know, it's just it's just like a crazy like you're looking at him and you expect something and but then you expect then you you get straight
1: Aussie full straight
2: Aussie, Aussie and uh, and I go, whoa. Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, it's fucking awesome.
1: Who else man? Anybody else? Anybody else uh, titillating?
0: Well, the I know we for our hundredth show, we're still working on a big Big, oh, big, working, big, there's big a couple big ones we're working on that I haven't booked yet.
2: Ooh. Yeah, so we're hoping for the hundredth show. Ow,
3: that's All coming up. On. One in particular.
2: Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about this, that I'm working on. Oof. And okay. that has already kind of hemmed and hawed about maybe doing it.
0: Oh, good. So. I mean, we already had Jimmy Page.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Tonight>.
1: <laughs> and we got Bruce Woodson. Right. <laughs> and, and then you have Bruce Watson from Big Country. Yes. I, I want to say that I'm not the Bruce Watson from Big Country. Please don't don't bring your records to my meet and greet and want me to sign your big country <laughs> records. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. A lot, a lot. You got oh, me God. amazingly, like, like, you know, a little slightly frustratingly. <laughs>
0: mm. really? yeah. That's funny yeah wow yeah that's, that's embarrassing wow
2: even though they're at the a foreigner event that they yeah
1: they just kind of you know they kind of do some googling and they just roll with that okay you know there you go <laughs> that's all right that's all right hey you've never built a rig for bruce watts in a big country have you no <laughs> so screw him right right
0: uh fuck him so uh, Tom Bukovac, CNC fanatic. Uh, Tom Bukovac will be on. He, he's on the list. I've I've tried to reach out to him. Yes, I'd like to do Tom Bukovac. That That'd dude a, that is
2: a badass.
0: Yeah, I'd like to have him on as as well. So uh, wow. If anybody knows him and can hook hook me up with him, I don't know him.
2: Uh, I might know
0: someone that knows him. I might oh, know. John Tubbs probably knows him actually.
2: Actually, Sean Tubbs probably knows him. Uh, yeah. So might Andy Wood.
0: Oh, yeah. Really?
2: We should have Andy Wood on the show. Yeah, we should have Andy should Andy, have Andy, you're on the show. You don't know it yet, but you're coming on the show.
0: Yeah, I'd like I, to have Andy Wood on the show. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's a right, off- guitar player. Yes. Yeah, he was great. I saw him at the Sur the Sir booth, and he was
1: fantastic. Oh, my God.
0: No, no, Andy's like crazy, and he's a super cool guy. So, so good. Love nice. him. Yeah, and he loves time. all styles of music too. I mean, he loves Van Halen. All Gielen. styles.
2: Like he plays heavy
0: country, everything. Yeah, right. really good. Right. Well, Bruce, thank you so much, man. Everybody, check out Foreigner and the merch. I will put yeah. those links in. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, please, and uh, hit the Sweetwater link as well if you're going to purchase anything. Um, and uh, have a great weekend. And, Cheers, uh, we'll, you guys. We'll see you next time. So hang on, world. hang on, Bruce. World. Hang on for members.